BBC. <laughs> BBC Essex in your case. You're listening to uh, Six Music. Uh, coming up, um, we have some great bands, aren't we, Catherine? You're not going to believe this. My headphones don't work. OK, I'm just going to turn her microphone down. Yeah, coming up, Kels, we're going to have some great bands, aren't we? Already. All right, that's uh, not too much. Oh, sorry. But before that, let's get the serious news news with Barry Caffrey. It's six o'clock, the headlines. Social workers accused of not doing enough to identify victims of sexual exploitation. Paramedic recruitment drive being launched in the East and calls for sex education to be made compulsory in all schools. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are still child victims and also those at risk of becoming victims of child sexual exploitation who have not been identified by authorities. That's according to a report published today by the Office of the Children's Commissioner. This is despite heightened awareness following high-profile investigations in places like High Wycombe. More from Tony Fisher. In July 2013, seven men were cleared of rape and the conspiracy to rape a girl in High Wycombe. The report finds in one cluster of nine local authorities with comparable demographics and deprivation levels, the rates of known victims of child sexual exploitation vary between 1 and 65 per 10,000 children. It concludes continued under-identification of victims is linked to persistent failures by agencies and individual professionals to share information in the best interests of children. A recruitment drive to get hundreds more paramedics has been launched by the East of England Ambulance Service. It's already recruited more than 400 new student paramedics. Now they're hoping to get another 400 and want applicants from Hertfordshire in particular. Student paramedics undergo eight weeks of training in the classroom and three weeks of blue light driver training before starting on the front line. The recruitment drive is part of a major improvement plan for the service, which has been criticised for performance and response times. The ceasefire deal in eastern Ukraine appears to be on the verge of collapse. Both Ukrainian government and Russian-backed forces have ignored a deadline to start withdrawing heavy guns. Ministers are being urged to make sex education compulsory in every state primary and secondary school in England. The Commons Education Committee says it would ensure enough time was devoted to the subject and that teachers were properly trained. At the moment, the classes are only compulsory in council-run secondaries. The committee chairman, the Conservative MP Graham Stewart, says the lessons are badly needed in all schools. With cyberbullying, sexting, internet pornography, not to mention child abuse scandals, there are many risks today to young people. And what Ofsted told my committee was that some children don't even know the name of basic genitalia, they don't know how to describe whether something is appropriate or inappropriate touching, and if they're going to be healthy and safe, they need that information, and it should be provided, we think, on a statutory basis in our schools. Thousands of unemployed young people would have to do community work from the first day of their benefit claims if a Conservative government is elected in May. The plan to be unveiled by David Cameron this morning goes further than the Tories' existing proposal under which young claimants must begin community work after six months on benefits. 
And the weather forecast, it will be a clear and cold start with a widespread frost. Today will be generally dry and sunny and will feel pleasant in light winds with highs of 8 Celsius. That's 46 in Fahrenheit. BBC Three Counties Radio News. I'm back with headlines and a full sports bulletin at half six. You talk so hip, man. You're twisting my melon, man. Yeah, we got it going. We got the computer working. It's half term, don't forget. So this show is for the kids. And we've made it, um, we think we're speaking the language of youth. Exploitation, defibrillization, and delification. And it's aimed primarily at the three to 16-year-olds. All you squares can jog right on. Good music, huh, guys? Yeah. There's enough for that. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. And that's Kelly Betts. Hello. And that's Catherine Boyd. Where's she going? She's coming in with you. Oh, sh- You're right, boy, Lee. Nothing's working. Hey, tell me about it. I've got a blinding headache. There you go. We do, do you want to do this now? I want to get no. a, a, What? Don't, we don't really. We don't want Leslie Gore now. No. Because we'll do her after Dealey's pack. All right. I want some, I don't, and I, as much as I like Glenn, I'm not feeling Southern Nights. No. Oh, the kids are listening. Get us a song for the kids, Kels. I am. Um, my computer's really slow today. What? Have we what? I do what? Sabotage. Oh, hang on, hang on. Sabotage by the Beastie Boys, yeah. yeah I think so. Yeah, it's a good song. That is a good song. Um, ah. Uh, this is, um, well, this is a bit like a kids' TV show, like uh, going live or something. Things have gone a little bit wrong, a little bit of the old technicalis. Um, so that's fine. Get something rocky, girls. Rocky? I was going to go more, uh, I was going to go cameo. Well, I mean... I know you like that one. Yeah. We can do the electric slide. Yeah. yeah go on. Yep, 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 yep. Don't yep. be a misery. I don't know if I can do three hours of this today. Well, tough. The vibe is just... I had a bad night's sleep... Got a banging headache. I'm hungover, guys. You understand what I'm talking about, teenagers. Um, I'm oh. not. Sorry. That song's not there. Mate. I mean, it will be, but it's the. There's an apostrophe. The shortcut wasn't there. <sighs> Got a banging hangover, guys. I was out listening to. to uh, I was at a dance club all night listening to dance music. <laughs> And uh, didn't do my homework. I'm 41. I don't get homework. But even if I were 15, you and do it anyway. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. And you know what I'm talking about, kids. Uh, by the way, if you're between the age of three and uh, 16, and you want to give us a call today, they're not awake yet. Shut up, man. Then and you want to stick it to the man, and you want to phone up and say, do you know what, man? I'm just I've had I'm, an, I'm sick of this. Stick it to you. Because they don't understand. But I understand. Okay, middle-aged moaning. Call me now. Oh, it's four five nine four double five five double five. It's for the kids. No, but they're not awake. Their parents are. It's for the kids. Oh, by the way, ah, we're still giving away dad's ages. I've got that bit of paper somewhere, uh, and we're also trying to furnish a house um, out of uh, uh, bits and pieces that you've seen uh, on the side of the road that you've seen in bins um, and stuff like that. So. Uh, 
Yeah, we've got a lot of mattresses at the moment and quite a few fridges. I've completely knackered this computer now. Isn't oh, it? No, what what is going on with the computers? Who was the fella who was filling in for Roberta last night? Dominic uh, Byrne. I blame her. Isn't he supposed to be like a tech... tech yeah, I've met him once and he was a nice fella. But still, I was, this was about eight years ago. Still, I thought one day, Dominic Byrne, you're going to try and screw me over. And that's exactly what he's done. <laughs> exactly what Dominic Byrne has done to me. I don't think anyone's noticed so far that anything. Hang on, my radio man's cancelled. Do you know what's going on here? We're supposed to have moved out, aren't we? Someone's not paid the... uh... It's the millennium bug. Yep. The flipping millennium bug. Hang on a minute. Don't worry, I can fix this. Right, so that's that. Oh, bum. Oh, here we go. Oh, what have you done? I've got absolutely no idea. Hang on, I'm onto something here. Are you, though? Stay there. Everyone, stay there. Ian. Yeah. Stay there. Okay. What do I do? Press okay, I got it. I got it. There. I got it. I got yes. it. Here we go. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the show begins Woo! with a song for the teenagers. Primal scream. Yeah. Don't do drugs. Put something on the end of it. I was blind.
459 455 555. Get your questions in early for Bobby Gillespie, who'll be on the show after 8 o'clock. It's Primal Scream Week here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now... The authorities are still failing to identify many victims and possible victims of child sexual exploitation. That's according to a report published today by the Office of the Children's Commissioner, which suggests not enough's been done in the wake of high-profile cases like Rotherham and High Wycombe. Well, Catherine, you've got the report. What does it say? Well, the report finds that although encouraging progress is being made in many areas, vastly different rates of child sexual exploitation have been recorded in different parts of England. So in one cluster, for example, of nine local authorities with comparable demonstrations, graphics and deprivation level so a similar social makeup is what they're saying uh, the rates of known victims of child sexual exploitation vary between 1 and 65 per 10,000 children now statutory agencies identified a total of over 2,000 victims of child sex exploitation uh, sexual exploitation in 2013. However, only 48% of local children's safeguarding boards said that the agencies in their area had identified any victims at all. Who, uh, who are the most vulnerable groups here? Well, that's the, that's the big question, and identification remains particularly weak with regard to the following groups of vulnerable children. They're talking about black, Asian and minority ethnic children, including those of Gypsy, Roma and Traveller origin, disabled children oh. and child victims of peer-on-peer -peer sexual violence and sexual exploitation. So this is children abusing children. Now in the three counties we heard allegations of a child grooming gang operating in High Wycombe and in July uh, 2013 seven men from a gang of ten were cleared of rape and conspiracy to rape a girl over a five-year period. The offences were said to have been carried out in High Wycombe between 2007 and 2012 when the victim was between 11 and almost 16. Okay so why are some children still not being identified as being at risk? The report suggests this is linked to persistent failures by agencies and individual professionals to share information and work together in the best interests of children. Now, while there's an improvement in the number of agencies with agreed information sharing protocols, turning good intentions into effective action, says the report, remains difficult. Over half of police forces report that they have experienced barriers to multi-agency information sharing. Conclusions? Well, uh, Sue Berilovitz, who is the Deputy Children's Commissioner for England and Chair of the Inquiry, said although there has been some improvement, and this is a quote, it is clear that the front line, at the front line much work is still needed. There's a gap between strategy and what happens on the ground. Once again, we're calling for age-appropriate relationships and sex education to be made a statutory component of the curriculum. Young people need to understand what are and what are not healthy relationships. Organisations and authorities responsible for children's safety must also not ignore the lessons from an our, our inquiry, reinforced powerfully by findings in Rotherham and elsewhere. It's absolutely critical that they have in place ways of identifying children who are at risk or already victims and ensuring their safety. Can we ask this morning, are there any parents out there uh, uh, or grandparents that think uh, sex education is a bad idea? Because uh, th th there are, aren't there? You often hear people going, well, I think it's, I don't, I don't want my kids knowing about this. I remember one girl at my school, her, her mum stood oh, up. because they, uh, they this, this is a good story, well, but they, a sad story. They invited all the parents to come and see a film before the kids were shown it because, yeah. you know, you have the right to be able to say, I don't want my daughter to see yep. this, or to be able to know what's going to happen when a conversation may need to be had at home. Yeah. Well, this um, one mother stood up in the meeting, literally, apparently, um, according to my mum, and said, I'm not having my daughter watch this filth. Yeah. Now, hey. about, I'd say five years later, yeah, yeah. she's about 15, yeah. she asked a question that suggested that she thought that babies were made in people's tummies. She asked, could you get pregnant by doing, um, performing another sexual act on someone? Yeah. And can you? No. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Ruxton on the A421 Great Barford Bypass, eastbound, that's been blocked by a lorry that's jackknifed just before the Black Hat roundabout. If you're travelling into London using the M1 and coming off there at the A41 just south of there, the A5 Stone Grove has been partially blocked by an accident at Cannons Corner. And the North Orbital Road starting to get quite busy now and looking at the speed sensors around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. But no delays showing up so far on the M25 and looking at the cameras on the M1, that's all moving fine at the moment as well. Virgin Trains are reporting possible 10-minute delays on southbound services between Rugby and Coventry. That's because of safety checks being carried out. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yep, yep, yep. 6.16, it's Tuesday the 17th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Social workers and other professionals working with children are being told they must do more to identify victims of sexual exploitation. And a recruitment drive to get hundreds more paramedics has been launched by the East of England Ambulance Service, who cover Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Sport isn't just about hearing your team in action. In action. Come to Victor! It's four! Tom Penn into the top right-hand corner! It's about the managers. It always seems that... The closer we get to the top, decisions start to go against us. The players. You never get an easy game in the Championship, home or away, usually, and it'll be no different this, this weekend. And now we're, we're pretty confident at the moment. And the fans. Two teams there who, are really, who deserve to be in the top three, who deserve to go up as well at the same time. Every day, we bring you latest news on your local team. In League Two, Luton lost their appeal against skipper Steve McNulty's red card on Tuesday, so he starts a full match ban. Three County Sport, keeping you up to date with Luton, Watford, MK Dons, Stevenage, and Wickham every day of the week on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 555 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Boy Lee! Yeah. So, we started yesterday, we're giving away Dad's ages between 16 and 100. Just going to pick three numbers at random that are still available. 20, 35, uh, 89. Plenty more others. Uh, we've got. Uh, if you call in uh, and you're second, then I'm afraid you go in the shame on your dad. You don't love your dad column. Yeah. So so far, people who do not love their dads are Disco Dave, Ian, Paul, Karen, Rach, Liam, and Julia. They do not love their dads. Shame on you. Shame We're also you. trying to furnish a house with stuff that we found on the side of a road. Yeah. Uh, so far, h- half a sofa. Half a sofa on the M1. A fridge outside yours. Yeah. Um, Paul found an iron. Then we found a fridge freezer, which we're going to have. We're going to put that in the utility room. That's okay, isn't it? That's okay. Steve's stained sofa that was covered in sick. Jill found a TV. Mel had uh, several mattresses, so that's all the bedrooms sorted. Uh, And Harriet had four car tyres for the garage and an old computer. Beautiful. But what are we going to do about... um the rest of the kitchen. I mean, I could do the microwave. Well, we need a microwave, we need a cooker, we need all of these bits and pieces, and I'm sure, dear listener, if you've spotted something by the side of the road, if you've got a picture that helps, it's not essential, maybe you could just draw us a sketch, um, and we're, we're actually going to build this house, and one lucky listener is going to uh, win it and move into it and live there with their family for a year. Um, we're allowed to do that on the BBC now. I think that ban on competitions has been lifted, hasn't it? Yeah, in the case of, yeah... 
potentially dangerous equipment. And by the way, if you're off school this week, half term, eee, Redfins. Um, I don't think Wackaday starts until 9.25, so stick with us and uh, we're doing it for the kids. I've got a really excellent idea. Eee, bitchin'. You know how I always think that, yeah, it's great to have fun and everything. I love fun. But work must come first. Must come first, yes, I saw that this morning. And, um, you know, if you've got homework to do, do you know what makes it really fun? Yeah. The holidays, knowing that your homework's done. Oh, so why don't you tell us what your homework is? And maybe I can help you with it. Hey, I tell you what, guys. Justin, listen to this. Yes, right, but I love the fact that Catherine is suggesting people do their homework when I didn't do my homework, and I am five times what she earns. Yeah, but you could be sacked tomorrow, and I've got a career. <laughs> well, I, if I get sacked tomorrow, they have to buy me out of my contract, so yeah. I get paid for doing nothing, dealing. Here's idea, right? If you've got homework, you've got a project to do over the school holidays. That's great. Phone me up. And let me hear you ripping up that project down no, the telephone. No. Yeah, seriously. Justin? <laughs> hey, listen, your name's above the door. If that's what yeah, you want to that's do... That's what I, I want to do. I would listen to that and I would laugh If at you have got homework this week, kids... Phone me up, 08459 455 555. Don't even ask your squares for permission and rip your homework up over the phone. That's what we're doing. Yeah? You can't right. do that. Cleopatra coming at you. You can't do that. <laughs> doing it. Why have kids even got homework? Oh, mate. It's half term. They, they should That's be out. They should I'm be sorry. out learning how to roll cigarettes, watching Jeremy Kyle, and uh, get, learning how to do hacks on their Sega Mega Drive. Kyle, I would agree with because that is real life, and that is what we are dealing with in this country right now. It really is. Justin, listen, I'm enjoying the vibe today. We're going to talk defrib. How do you even say this word? Well, if you, you had your homework, you would know. Defibrillator, my friend. Defibrillator. Nope. Try, try again. Defibrillator. Try again. You, you try. No, you, you no, try. No, you try. No, you, it's your report. No, no, okay, you, your program. Your report. My name's over the door, so you yeah. try. Defibrillator. Huh? Defibrillator? Yeah. Defibrillator. Do you want to introduce Cameo? Uh, yeah, well, what's the tune? Hey, guys. Let's vibe. BBC Three Counties Radio. Cameo, kids. This one is for you. Wake up with a smile. Yo. <laughs> Starting now, the step is starting now. The 
is it about a gap year? Hello, is that Mr. Woods? Uh, hello, Mr. Woods. Good morning. My name's uh, Detective Sergeant Brown. I'm calling from the fraud department. A bright gigs on a bright clear day. I'm having a heart attack. So yes, I am. What the wowza, yowza, yowza. They're just yowza, 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 yowza. Great, great vibes. Mm. Speaking of great vibes, Justin. Yeah. There are some not so great vibes. Unless you're having a heart attack, in which case these vibes could actually save your life, couldn't they? True, very true. We're talking about the East of England Ambulance Service have invested almost £1 million to place 1,000 defibrillators across the region by the end of March. Well, yesterday, a paramedic dropped one off here at BBC Three Counties Radio in Luton. It's now sitting in reception, ready to save someone's life. Dealey, you can tell us more about it. Why have we got one, boss? I know, it's it's strange. Uh, The East of England Ambulance Service, they're sending out uh, these across the region. North Norfolk, uh, they've got 50 of them. Another 20 are going to Suffolk. Uh, 40 are headed for North Essex. 30 to Cambridgeshire. And we've been left with 10 in Bedfordshire and Harpershire. As you mentioned, we have one in our building. Yep. Uh, Locations for the remaining machines, they're going to be identified in the next few weeks. So, fingers crossed, it could be in a public place near you. Dealey, if... I know you, you smoke quite heavily. Yes. If you feel any... Twinge is coming on. <laughs> I've had a quick glimpse at the instructions. I say the instructions. I've looked at the outside of the box. I, th- I think I know what to do. I've seen it on Quincy. Yeah. These are these things, aren't they, uh, Kath, where you put them on someone's chair. Clear. Clear. <laughs> Clear. But is this, is, is this equipment for us to use? Also, a paramedic knows there's one nearby and they don't have to cart it around with them. Well, a bit of both, really, because oh. um, if somebody has actually stopped breathing um, and their heart has stopped, um, after you've called an ambulance uh, and while you're waiting for it to get there, you can use this machine. Basically, if you put it on, um, it simply works. As you, as you mentioned, you read the instructions uh, and if somebody's not having a heart attack, well, it won't work properly. I know, th- I know these things. These ones, you don't get the pads. These ones do it themselves. Um, they sent. This is what it sounds yeah, like. Sensor. It's got a sensor. Here we go. Here we go. This is it. Someone actually thought it would be a good idea to pl- play this out. Now. Mode. Follow the Someone thought this would be worth playing on the radio. I think it's... Uh... Clothing from chest and stomach. Rip clothing is necessary. Oh, yes. So they actually sense a heartbeat, these new machines. Wow, so they tenuous. actually only send the electrical current if the person needs it. So even That's... you, boss, even you, you could use this. Justin, um, I think there was an insult in there, but I'm uh, no, too no, thick saying, to work I'm it out. Because okay. we are not trained medical staff. <laughs> I know who is trained medical staff. Well, who? Scoinzy. Well, he's our first aider. No, no, that list you're talking about, I'm top of that list. Sorry? I had my training about seven years ago. If wow. something happened to you, I would not know what to do. I'll go and get a bacon sandwich while everybody was trying to maybe resuscitate you. I was in the Red Cross till I was 14, so I can do an excellent triangular bandage. <laughs> Okay, uh, Justin, we'll speak to you just before 7 o'clock. Yeah, sad news about Leslie Gore. Yeah. Uh, package on the way for you. Lovely stuff. We'll lighten the mood a little bit with Fifty Shades of Mayhem as well, shall yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Justin, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M is closed northbound between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 7 for Stevenage because of an accident with callers reporting that there are some lorries on the hard shoulder and a car's overturned there. In Roxton, the A421 Great Barford Bypass is blocked eastbound because of a lorry that's jackknifed just before the Black Cat roundabout. In Stanmore on the A5 Stone Grove, that's partially blocked because of an accident at Cannons Corner. And on the North Orbital Road, that's looking very busy at the moment around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. Looking at the train departure boards, there's no reports of any delays showing up at the moment, Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six with the headlines. I'm Barry Caffrey. Social workers and other people working with children are being accused of failing to do enough to identify victims of sexual exploitation by gangs and groups of men. The Office of the Children's Commissioner has found that despite heightened awareness of the dangers following high-profile cases, vastly different rates of child sexual exploitation have been reported in different parts of the country. A recruitment drive to get hundreds more paramedic, paramedics has been launched by the East of England Ambulance Service. It's already recruited more than 400 new student paramedics. Now they're hoping to get another 400 and want applicants from Hertfordshire in particular. The ceasefire deal in eastern Ukraine appears to be on the verge of collapse. Both Ukrainian government and Russian-backed forces have ignored a deadline to start withdrawing heavy guns. And young people aged 18 to 21 who haven't had a job for six months or been in training or education will have to do community work from the first day of their benefit claim if the Conservatives win the general election in May. The plan goes further than existing Tory proposals. And the weather, a cold and sunny start for most places. Highs today of 8 Celsius. That's 46 in Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. MK Dons are waiting to see whether goalkeeper David Martin will be fit for tonight's League One match at Colchester. New loan signing George Williams will be in the squad after signing until the end of the season from Fulham last night. He left the Dons as an academy player three years ago. Manager Carl Robinson says Williams is a special talent. This kid has gone on to great things um, and he's just found himself sub at the moment for Fulham and they want us to, to come here and relight the fire paper. When I, told, when I phoned him yesterday to, to, to finalise the deal, he was just as excited as me. Luton Town are without both centre-halves through suspension tonight as they head to Mansfield in League Two. Steve McNulty and Luke Wilkinson miss out, as does new loan signing Cameron McGeehan, who's also banned. It means Matt Robinson is set to keep his pace and manager John Still was pleased with him at the weekend. The midfield area for us has been very, very good. Smith and Dole have been terrific this season and uh, people have had to wait their turn. But, you know, Matthew come in, I thought he'd done very well. Uh, going down to 10 men probably didn't help him, if I'm being honest. Um, but it'll be, it'll be all the better for the game. Manchester United came from behind to beat League One Preston 3-1 at Deepdale in the FA Cup fifth round. United manager Louis van Gaal was delighted with his side's character. 
We showed again a team spirit unbelievable. We changed the shape and that was the solution, I think. We scored also fantastic goals, a little bit lucky also, I think. Especially uh, the second goal, Valencia, second post, uh, Fellani, I liked a lot because we've trained a lot that. So I was very happy for Valencia. And tonight, Chelsea are away to Paris Saint-Germain in the first leg of their Champions League last 16 tie. Jose Mourinho has confirmed that striker Diego Costa will start, while PSG have a number of fitness concerns after four players suffered injuries at the weekend. And the countdown to the £1 million Grand National at Aintree on the 11th of April gets underway today with the unveiling of the weights that the 98 horses entered have been allotted. The entries include last year's winner Pinot de Rey and the current race favourite Shut the Front Door, the expected mount of soon-to-retire champion jockey AP McCoy. And those are the sports headlines. I'm back with a full bulletin on BBC Three Counties Radio at 7. Yes, it is. Da, da, mm, ba, ba, ba. The best of the uh, three versions of that song. That was the song, Catherine. Here we go. Here we go. This is what we can do. Always oh, thinking. I see the idea happening. Songs that got you into bands. That was the song that made me think, oh, actually, do you know what? I really like the Monkeys. I'm going to go out and buy Greatest Hits. All right, yeah. That was the song. Because I had, I had an old album of theirs and a single that my mum gave me and I used to listen to when I was three. Then I heard that song I thought, oh, actually, do you know what? There's something a bit, a bit spicy going on here. I'm going to go and buy Greatest Hits. Songs that got you into bands. Imagine, right? If, imagine the only Beatles song you'd heard was I Am The Walrus. 
right? And you thought, flipping it, this is really good. I'm the one. Yeah. And so you thought, I'm, do you know what? I'm going to go and start. I'm going to go and buy all the Beatles records, starting from the first one. And then you get home, please, please me, and twelve other songs. You go, what's this? this is rubbish. This isn't the same. This is rubbish. You'd be gutted, wouldn't you? You would be gutted. Early Beatles were a little bit rubbish. Well, they were, but you've got to remember they came from a, a, a start of nothing. No, they didn't. They came from Liverpool, which oh. is, I guess, is the kind of the start. I know, of nothing. but you, but you know that the rest of the music that was around at the time was uh, mm, uh, Dad's music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was something fresh and new. Morning, morning, Betsy. Oh, you're on, are you on the telephone? Who are you on the phone to? Are you on exciting? Who is it? Oh, I know. Traffic. Oh, okay, yeah. getting a bit, getting a bit, getting a bit of traffic update there. Um, so songs that got you into bands. Um, we're giving away Dad's Ages. I, the thing is, day two of giving away Dad's Ages, I know everybody's going to be a little bit cautious because they might have missed yesterday and they're worried of phoning up and uh, doing a double number. Yeah. And then being put on the you-don't-love-your-dad list. Yeah, but better to be on one of the lists, surely. Still thinking of what to do with dead dads. Because I want them to be involved somehow, uh, but I want it to be with the respect and honour that they deserve. Yeah, I'm thinking don't of call it dead dads. Well, if, I'm thinking of using a lot of echo on it. No. Dead dads. No, no, no. Well, it's got to be. We've got to do. You, 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 what, what? 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 Yeah. Um, it brings me to a story that I saw in the newspaper. Oh, yeah, I say saw a story. It's one of them sunspots. Oh, those guys. Those guys are crazy. Get this. Yeah. Former Chelsea football A Samuel Etu is buying. Etu Samuel. We. Oui. That was a no. Etu Samuel. Oh, yeah. It's um. It's a Shakespeare. Shakespeare, isn't it? Eighteen point five million villa. Right. He's buying this villa. It's haunted. Guess who buy. You're never going to guess. Elton John. It's in Italy. Oh. It makes no difference. Um, uh, James Taylor. No. From, but from the James Taylor Quartet, not the folk singer. No. Oh, um, not Leslie Gore already. No. Um, the Roundheads and the Cavaliers? No. I've got no idea. Tutankhamen. No idea how he's managed to wing his way there from ancient Egypt. Wasn't Tutankhamen Miranda Carmen's dad? No, I don't think he had any children. He was only a boy. But then again, they did start early, so I need to do some research on that. I'll Wikipedia it. Village Panto. This is a this is a flipping awful story. It makes you want to puke. Village Panto wrecked by hecklers from a rival play. Ugh. Rowdy be. This is from the Telegraph. Rowdy behaviour left children terrified, as booing and hissing went over the top. Oh. In the long tradition of the great British pantomime, rowdy cheers, sing-alongs and shouts of He's, He's behind, behind you. you! Have been positively encouraged. Oh, no, they haven't. No, they have. It's a, uh, sorry. Excellent. Well done. Mm. You win the Thumbs Up Fun Award. But visitors to one amateur production of Aladdin appear to have taken audience participation to another level. After being accused of heckling rival actors to sabotage their performance, shouting abuse and firing guns at them. So you're not listening, are you? I made that last bit up. Firing guns at them. Actors from Chard Amateur Theatre Society, bracket cats, were interrupted... <laughs> were interrupted... That's how it'll fit on the T-shirt. Were, uh, do you remember we had, uh, ages ago, we had a woman on from NICE, the National Institute of, of what used to be Clinical Health and Excellence, or Health and Clinical Excellence. Excellence. Yep. And I said, did you come up with the word first and work backwards, uh, and did you not think that if you just swapped the letters around, you could be called niche? 
she, she to it totally blew her mind. She didn't understand the concept of what I was saying. She was, well, we, we like to promote nice. excellence in... I said, you know, but you could... You, is anyway. They were interrupted on the final night of their successful run by performers from a rival society who jeered from the back of the hall. Were they oh, called dogs? No, they weren't. They were the Tatworth Amateur Pantomime Society. Taps. Taps. <laughs> was so vocal, according to one... Inter-pantomime rivalry. Yeah. Was so vocal, according to one witness, that their participation was viewed as interference and sabotage... It's like with versus Walsh all over again. The event has caused quite the local stir, playing out in the pages of the local newspaper in, in uh, Somerset. Members of TAPS have defended themselves against accusations of foul play, claiming it was no more sinister than a little bit of banter. That word again. In a letter to the Chard and Ilminster News, an anonymous... Kyle, can... An anonymous audience member condemned the scene, saying it ruined a pleasant evening for performers and um, their fans. Uh, fans read mums. A number of the Cats cast were singled out for special treatment and the hecklers became louder and louder until these cast members became visibly nervous and began to make mistake. At this point, this is the letter, at this point the feeling of victory from the hecklers was palpable as they jeered and laughed out loud. And a number of children in the cast left the stage terrified after performing. The leader of Cats, Lorraine Marshall, said the behaviour left a bad taste in the mouth of the cast, but that they planned to rise above it, promising be, uh, there wouldn't be any tit-for-tat retaliation. Do you know what? It's called show business, not friend business. Man up. Deal with it. What you got? Um, this. Superfan Dave Olbrey is covering himself in Star Wars tattoos oh. after running out of room for memorabilia. You say that, you're going to run out of room soon. You shove you one where the sun don't shine, you plum. on your body. The postman, 46, has spent almost £10,000 on more than 3,000 toys, books and signed photos from the film series. His ink includes Darth Vader. That's a lot of black ink. Obi-Wan and the Emperor. Obi-Wan Kenobi? Mm-hmm. The dad of two of Southampton says, there's nothing I haven't got, so I had to think of something new. My three favourite characters uh, from Star Wars in reverse. Number three, Boba Fett. Oh. Number two, any of the Stormtroopers. And number one, Kelly Betts, Obi-Wan Kenobi. My favourite of all the characters. And I don't even like Star Wars. Who's your... F uh, no, let's not. I've never seen it. I've seen Star Wars 4 mm -hmm. and Star Wars 5. I like the Jawas. I've not seen Star Wars 6 and I've seen Caravan of Courage, the Ewok movie. Obi-Wan Kenobi sounds like a good character, though. He's, he's an my... excellent character. He's what an does excellent... he look like? See-through. He's um, a ghost. Oh. He looks like Alec Guinness because he is Alec Guinness. Let's have a song for the kids. Yeah. It's from BBC Introducing. It's yeah. the White Straps.
It might sound silly for me to think childish thoughts like these. But I'm so tired of acting tough and I'm gonna do what I please. Let's get married in a big cathedral by a priest. Cause if I'm the man that you love the most, you can say I do at least. Well, it's one, two, three, four, take the elevator at the hotel. You're about to get to see you later. All I got inside is vacancy. And it's a four, five, six, seven, grab your umbrella. But grab hold of me, cause I'm your favorite fella. All I got inside is vacancy. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M northbound is closed between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 7 for Stevenage because of a serious accident. Callers have reported that there are a couple of lorries and an overturned car on the road and the carriageway is expected to remain closed through most of the morning while the investigation work goes on. On the A421 Great Barford Bypass, just before the Black Cat Roundabout, there's been an accident there with a lorry that's jackknifed, so that's closed now between the Great Barford Turn and the Black Cat Roundabout in both directions. In Stanmore on the A5 Stonegrove, that's partially blocked at Cannons Corner and and still looking at the North Orbital Road on speed sensors, it's very busy there around the M25 junction 21A roundabout and starting to build up a bit in that section of the M25 as well. No reports of any major delays at the moment on the trains. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.46, it's uh, Tuesday the 17th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Social workers and other people working with children are being accused of failing to do enough to identify victims of sexual exploitation by gangs and groups of men. And ministers are being urged to make sex education compulsory in every state primary and secondary school in England. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. For some of us, it's a really chilly start. The temperature just sneaking down to around zero the further west you are. So parts of Buckinghamshire, we're down at zero. Further east is still hovering around two or three. So there are some sparkles of frost in more prone spots this morning. But it's going to be a beautiful day compared to the gloom and misery of yesterday. Today, we have blue sky and sunshine. Not a cloud in the sky. It's just going to be lovely. The temperature's likely to get up to around eight Celsius. Yes, the light winds, it's going to feel quite pleasant by the end of the day. Now, overnight, it's clear to start with, which means the temperature's going to drop fairly swiftly. That's when we're going to get a frost. But as the night progresses, the cloud will start to just move in from the north, which may help to make the temperature rise as we head through to tomorrow morning. Still some sunny spells around tomorrow. More cloud, though, and a noticeable breeze, but still a very usable day. Dry sunshine, temperatures a little milder at 9 Celsius, and that's your forecast. On BBC One. Selling motors, you've got to be ruthless. I mean, you can't feel guilty about going in for the kill. When you want to be a vet, you just can't get attached to the animals. At the end of the day, things die. Lucy's killer is exposed. EastEnders Live Week starts tonight at 7.30 on BBC One. Is that still going on? No, 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 no. We are one BBC, and that is an excellent uh, um, waste of licence payers' money. Mm. Isn't it? The EastEnders Live Week. Richard Blackwood is joining EastEnders, ladies and gentlemen. That's how bad things have got. It's not bad enough that Danny Dyer joined uh, EastEnders. Now Blackwood is in uh, the end. What the hell is going on? They might as well just get everybody from the uh, late 90s in. Oh, really? You're asking me? <laughs> oh, I see that. I would be excellent in Easter. You make me want to puke. I can only do this voice because I'm losing it a bit. Yeah. Oh, girl. 
Seriously, girl, I love you so. I love you so flipping much, girl. Come here. Let's have a look at you. You're beautiful. Kiss a kiss. Oh, girl, I missed you, but I hate you. That's why I've got to kill you. Oh. So I can do you the light and the shade. You're missing out the other one, which is, is a monkey, take yourself down the West End, buy yourself something gorgeous. Is a monkey, take yourself down the West End, buy yourself something gorgeous, Treacle. There you go. I'll have a pine, Peggy. <laughs> I can do it. I can totally do EastEnders. Yeah, you could. I'd, I'll tell you what, girl. Why don't you and me go uptown? We'll treat ourselves to a slap-up meal with all this swag we got. Yeah? Yeah. So, um, Blackwood, Dyer, I've, I've worked with both of you gentlemen, putting a good word. That's the way it works, isn't it? The holy trinity of Blackwood, Dyer and Lee together for the first time on EastEnders Live Week. It's going to be murder. Literally. I'd be good on EastEnders, wouldn't I, Kels? Yeah, if you want. Get, but give me a scene. Give me a scene to act out and I'll act it out. Any scene that could happen in EastEnders. Are you playing yourself? No, I'm playing the character. Which, who? Well, they've not, um, I'm playing um, Desi. Okay. What Desi? Does he have kids? What's the setup? Desi is uh, he's a mysterious character. Mm-hmm. He's he's on the scene and he's just appeared. We don't know a lot about him. He's mysterious. Okay. He's just found out yeah. that his daughter yeah. is his mum. What do you mean? Oh, she's your mum. No, I'm doing it. I'm doing, doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it. And wait, I'm, and I'm telling you, I'm and, giving you the lines. And scene. What do you mean, girl? Well, she's your mum. No, I'm doing it. Oh, I thought I was playing the other person. Who are you? The person telling you about You this. be the mum. You be the daughter. Who is your mum? Right. Okay. What do you mean, girl? Oh, Dad, I'm your mum. Mum? Yes, it's me. But you're my princess. No, I'm your mum. I'm going to have to kill you. No, not me. And that! And scene. scene. I thought I was pretty good, to be honest. I thought you were... In fact, can I be... Can I... Permission to speak freely? Yeah, okay. thought yeah. you were a little bit over the top, mate. I actually felt that I was upset about being your mum. You were, you were unbelievable. Thanks. Whereas I think I was very believable. I thought I was the best one in it. You weren't in it. Exactly. Ah. What have we got in the papes? Forget dreams of a glittering career in EastEnders. No, oh. of Premier League footballing. Oh, yeah. Or Hollywood. The three most desirable jobs in Britain are an author, <laughs> a librarian... Can you two stop flirting Sorry, in there, no, please? I just um, entered Justin Dealey's password correctly. It makes me laugh. 69. Oh, no, it's one, two, three, four. Five. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I mean, really. The three most desirable jobs in Britain are an author, a librarian, and an academic. What? Who says that? Who have they asked? According to a new study of authors, librarians, and... No, I don't know. They've asked you and your girls... Is that who this is? No, my daughters want to be Boudicca. Oh, right, yeah, fair play. Uh, she came to a rather sticky end. I'd rather they didn't. Yep. I'd rather they pursued something else, like yep. circus. circus. According girls. to a new study that suggests the country is increasingly bookish in its career aspirations, yeah. the aura of prestige connected with a career in writing or academia is preferable to jobs that bring promises of wealth and celebrity status, according to a YouGov survey. Hey, I don't libra- believe that. How much money do librarians get to sit there and be a little bit stroppy when you ask for the, the Wi-Fi password? I was a librarian at school. Do you know why? So I didn't have to go and play out. I know exactly why. Because you had glasses and you were a geek. I didn't have glasses till I was when? 17. I don't believe you. I bet I you'd didn't. I bet you'd wear fake glass. I bet you I bet you'd poke yourself in the eye with compasses, hoping that you'd damage your eyes enough so you'll get to wear glasses. There's a funny story about my glasses. Okay. Uh, so sad news. Are you gonna tell us it? No. Okay. Sad news, guys. Tony Hart I failed a mock exam, they couldn't work out why. I hadn't seen a whole paragraph because I didn't have my glasses. Then I got excuse. glasses and I was a genius again. Tony Hart has died. Again. 
Uh, thousands paid tribute to the Take Heart artist uh, after he died. But he died six years ago. Yeah, I remember. Dozy fans accidentally began mourning the death of TV legend Tony Hart despite him passing away six years ago. Thousands. Get this, Steely. Strange, this one, yeah. Thousands paid tribute to the Take Heart artist thinking he just died after an obituary was reposted online. Hart... Famous for appearing with his plasticine sidekick Morph. Oh yeah, Morph was uh, was a legend back in the day. Died in 2009 at the age of 83. One confused Twitter user wrote, "Rest in peace, Tony Hart, a real childhood hero. Even if my painting never got on TV." Aren't people stupid? Yeah, people are really stupid. I hate people. Speaking of um, uh, people who've actually passed away, Justin. Mm. Well, this is for the kids, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of. Um, well, 13, 14, 15, 17-year-olds waking up to the sad news that Leslie Gore's no longer with us. Yeah, Leslie Gore passed away at the age of 68 uh, from lung cancer, despite being uh, a non-smoker. So what I've done, I've put together a package on her career because her music is absolutely brilliant. Take a listen to this. Discovered by producer Quincy Jones, Leslie Gore only had two hits on the UK charts. The classic It's My Party from 1963, recorded when she was just 16, and this, the follow-up. Maybe I Know from a year later was stateside. She had many more hit singles in her homeland, including a feminist anthem. You Don't Own Me, which was later covered by the Blow Monkeys for the film Dirty Dancing, which sold 32 million copies. Also worth a mention... Another top ten in the US, Judy's Turn to Cry. Well, as well as the tunes, Leslie Gore also played Catwoman's sidekick Pussycat in the cult TV show Batman. And her partner has said she was a wonderful human being, caring, giving, a great feminist, a great woman, a great human being and a great humanitarian. Leslie Gore, who was died at the age of 68. Uh, five points for getting a Blow Monkeys reference in. Yes, absolutely. That film, uh, Dirty Dancing, You Don't Owe Me, quite a decent cover, actually. 32 million copies that album has sold. Wow. It's always a pleasure, Josh. Shall we have a Leslie Gore song? Yeah, come on. Why not? Just one of your many toys You don't own me Don't say I can't go with other boys And don't tell me what to do Don't tell me what to say And please, when I go out with you Don't put me on display I'd never say I don't tell you what to say I don't tell you what to do 
controversy, Catherine, uh, bounds about your story. Scott has tweeted, hold on, you didn't see one paragraph, but you got glasses and then you could see it. That story stinks. OK, you may think that. The examiner didn't. A paragraph? To say Well, I know. Listen, I know we're not supposed we're not supposed to get involved in politics uh, on the BBC, but the Labour should probably quit if the the Anton Deck have got anything to do with it. I did think flipping X. Front page of the Sun. The front page of the Sun. Telly Geo can't picture Millie's PM, so we had Red Ed Anton Decked. This is the front page. But who asked them anyway? And who cares? TV Kings. What? Ant and Deck dealt Labour a devastating blow, saying they could not picture Hapless Ed Miliband as MP. Well, that's it. It's over then. Do you think they were being interviewed for a political programme? No, I think they were probably being interviewed for what's your favourite colour, what's your favourite number, and that one slipped in. Flipping it. Well, that's 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 the election over, guys. At the same time, same time, same place. Five years. Hence, why the hell not? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M is closed northbound between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 7 for Stevenage after an accident there earlier on. It's likely to stay closed for most of the morning. On the A1M southbound past that stretch, it's also looking very slow between Junction 8 for Stevenage and 6 for Welling Garden City with people looking over to the opposite carriageway. In Bedford, or between Roxton and Bedford, the A421 Great Barford Bypass is closed in both directions because of an accident just before the Black Cat roundabout with a lorry and that means it's closed from the St. Louis Road to the A1 Black Cat roundabout causing queues on the A1 southbound towards the roundabouts and the A1 southbound heading towards London's very slow from the Holiday Inn to Stirling Corner. No reports of any major delays though on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha, thank you. So, so far on this uh, show this morning we are trying to furnish a house out of bits and pieces you've seen in the street. We're giving away Dad's ages. 27, 41, 92 for example are still free and if you're a young but can we can we judge the intelligence versus rebellion quotient in beds hearts and bucks if you've got school homework to do over half term can you call up and either do a little bit of it down the phone or rip it up over the phone 08459 455 555 Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock with the headlines, I'm Barry Caffrey. Social workers accused of not doing enough to identify victims of sexual exploitation. Paramedic recruitment drive being launched in the East and calls for sex education to be made compulsory in all schools. BBC Three Counties Radio. Social workers and other people working with children are being accused of failing to do enough to identify victims of sexual exploitation by gangs and groups of men. The Office of the Children's Commissioner has found that vastly different rates of child sexual exploitation have been reported in different parts of the country. This is despite heightened awareness following high-profile investigations in places like High Wycombe. 
The Deputy Children's Commissioner, Sue Berilowitz, says it's shocking that children are still being subjected to harrowing abuse without the knowledge of authorities. Too many children are still slipping through the net. And we know that because we've had responses from every single area in the country. And out of all of those areas, fewer than half have identified in the last year any children at all who are victims of child sexual exploitation. And that is simply not good enough because we know that there are victims in every single part of England. The mother of a young man seriously hurt in an accident on the M1 in Bedfordshire has asked his friends to hold a vigil for him. They were due to gather last night outside the hospital where the man from Newport Pagnell is being treated. Three others were killed in the accident on Saturday morning between a coach and a car. They were 23-year-old Nathan Reeves, 20-year-old Tom Aldridge, both from Newport Pagnell, and the driver of the car, 59-year-old Alan Evans from North London. Our reporter Neil Bradford was at the vigil. She's called for his friends to pray for him and come to the hospital to show their support. He was taken here on Saturday morning following the accident which uh, claimed the lives of his two friends. His condition is still thought to be extremely serious. A recruitment drive to get hundreds more paramedics has been launched by the East of England Ambulance Service. It's already recruited more than 400 new student paramedics. Now they're hoping to get another 400 and want applicants from Hertfordshire in particular. Police have released the description of a man wanted in connection with a serious sexual assault in Luton. A woman was pushed to the ground and attacked in the early hours of the 7th of February, a Saturday. It happened as she walked from the Purley Centre towards Wallods Banks Drive and the Little Berries underpass. The attacker is described as black, around six foot tall and in his 20s or 30s. And thousands of unemployed young people would have to do community work from the first day of their benefit claims if a Conservative government is elected in May. The plan to be unveiled by David Cameron this morning goes further than the Tories' existing proposal under which young claimants must begin community work after six months on benefits. And the weather forecast, it will be a clear and cold start with a widespread frost. Today will be dry and sunny and will feel pleasant in light winds, highs of 8 Celsius. That's 46 in Fahrenheit. BBC Three Counties Radio News. I'm back with headlines at half seven. Morning, kids. Happy half term. What are you having for breakfast? Cereal? Those little mini boxes of cereal, aren't they just a delight? So much fun. So much fun in a breakfast bowl. Just ran out of things to say. Literally just ran out of things to say. We're talking about things you found at the side of the road. We're trying to... uh, We're rehashing yesterday's topics. Yeah, we are. Also, what's broken? Everything's broken here today. What have you got that's broken? Oh, yeah. Oh, hang on a sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go, there we go. Across hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three. I heard every now and then on the drive-in, half past four, Radio 4 does a cracking little documentary. I I heard it. The one about the re-fixing things. Fixing things. And people who do it um, as amateurs because a lot of the big big companies make it so that your um, phone or your handheld device, whatever it might be, won't last forever. Built-in, what do they call it? Obsolescence. Built-in obsolescence, yes. Used to be my nickname at school. 
Um, and so they have these parties, right, where, like, some geeks get together and they throw a party and you can turn up with your radio or with your, your laptop or, or stuff that you would normally just chuck away if it was broken and they'll fix it for you. These guys know where to stick a pin. I love it. Because often there's a little hole, isn't there, that you don't know about. Oh, the reset. Well, then they're just doing the reset hole. Because yeah, sometimes you go, you know, if I, if something of mine breaks, I go straight on YouTube and there's normally a 12-year-old who'll show me how to fix I it. I always, I always, I always know when I get a new piece of tech, I always suss out the reset hole immediately. Immediately. You going? It's wise. You no, going? no, it's fine. Carry on. I'll tell you when I'm going to go. But I remember when I, uh, when I was uh, in Pakistan in the markets, right, it's all about recycling. You know, you get like this sort of, um, uh, in radios, you get those copper coils that you, that, that's the radio bit. Uh, well, they had all these like copper coils and stuff and they would just re-copper them. You'd have men that would just spend ages re- re- rewinding copper around these things and fixing these things that we don't need to throw away. And that's all it took? Yeah, that's all it took. Wow. So, what's broken in your house? that you've not thrown away. I've got um, three digital radios that are broken that I've not thrown away. Um, oh, there's there's two remote controls that are in a drawer because I keep thinking, oh, one day I'll sort those out. I've got a broken Elsa at the moment. Eh? A little figure. Oh. Um, she's got a sticky-out arm that holds a um, snowflake. Yeah. Someone stood on it. Arms what, off. What's broken in your house? Sorry? What are you doing? What do you what do you mean? What's broken in your house? <laughs> what's, bro- what's broken? Serious phone in. That is so partridge. Well, you may think that, but the phones are going wild. The phones are actually going mental, Kelly, and that is disrespectful to come in and make a pfft noise like a horse. Bill. Bill. Hello. Bill, Hello. what what's broken in your house? Two things to say, crunchy nuts. Cr- what? Crunchy nuts, cornflakes. Oh, excellent. And also, you're saying what's broken? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what's broken. The A1's broken. Hey, Billiam, yeah. what's going on? Well, there you go. I'm stuck on the A1 southbound between Junction 6 and Junction 7. I've speeded up now. I'm doing 10 miles an hour. Ay, 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 ay. The A1 northbound between Junction 6 and Junction 7, there is nothing moving. Yeah. It is empty. And, to top it all, I've just seen a police car going southbound on the other Oh, man. Someone's in trouble. Using the northbound part of the carriageway. Someone's in trouble, Bill. Let's hope it's nothing too serious. Yeah. And talking about things that are broken at home. Yes. And you're quite right. You give it to your child and they will fix it or tell you how to use it. Yep, yep. Um, I thought I'd give you a travel update. So just tell us where it is again, Billiam. It's on the uh, A1 southbound, but the actual accident's on the A1 northbound. Here's the thing, right, because I got caught up, not in the M1 accident at the weekend, but the M40 accident. I say caught up, I was driving the other way, Every, I wasn't involved in it, thank goodness it looked horrible. But I, I was stuck in traffic for flipping ages um, uh, on the opposite side of the road to the, where the accident was. And when we got to where the accident was, it was pretty much cleared up. There were a few smashed up cars and there was a screen up, which is always upsetting. Um, but literally, as soon as you got past the accident... The road was clear. So, is it slowing yeah. down simply because of rubberneckers? Well, this part, the A1, is always busy, but I think it is mainly due to the rubberneckers as well. I, there's part of you, isn't there, that thinks, well, I've been stuck in the traffic for 45 minutes, I'm bloody well going to have a look at it, but it's, it's none of your business. That's true, but it's human instinct. Yeah, it is, isn't it? 
It is. Bill, thank you very much indeed. Have you got any more on that? 08459 455 555. Speaking of human in- instincts, I told you I took my mother-in-law to um, hospital the other day. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the first things I saw, not those, although I did see those, but that was later on in the evening. Those gowns, really. No, she... Uh, I, I mean, I said, should I leave? She went, oh, no, stay. I, I wish I'd left. Anyway, so we got into this little room, right, and, uh, on our own, and I saw it. My eyes lit up, and I was waiting for the do-gooding nurse to get the hell out of there. Reflex hammer. Oh. Reflex. 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 Can you do your own? Yeah, of course you can. It's a reflex. I thought you couldn't. Look, Kelly's doing hers now. At least I think that's what she's doing. I can't quite see. Yeah, you can do... You can't can't tickle yourself and you can't use... um, What do they call the orgasmatron? What do they call those things on the head? Yeah, that. You can't do those on yourself. The wiry spider. You can't do a wiry spider on yourself. But the reflex... Of course, it's a reflex. You can't... R- r- reflex. How do you know that you're? That's a real reflex, though. Because you can't fight it. I was there for. I was there for about five, ten minutes, trying to hold my leg to uh, to uh, beat that re- re- reflex, and I couldn't. I love it. I love the human body. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. What it can do. No, but seriously, it is amazing. I am serious. Aren't babies? How does a baby grow? I mean, literally, how does a baby grow? I've got no idea. But it's amazing that you do that. And then there's a baby in a lady's tummy. That is nuts. It that is, is nuts. nuts, isn't it? Can you get it? I mean, it goes in, it's in the tummy, so... But that is absolutely nuts. Catherine, you have... You, we should all be looking up at you, apart from the fact you're tiny. Yeah. And bowing down to you. You've done something I can't do and something Kelly hasn't done. You've created life in your tummy. Twice. Yeah. Two good ones as well. Well, one's better than the other. No, they're, they're the both best good. ones. But you've done that. Isn't that amazing? That is actually nuts I when you amazing. think about it. Why are you it. surprised how amazing Because you're a little bit disappointing in every other facet of your life. But that is amazing. You... We we should just be giving you um, like chocolates and a crown. Yeah, yeah. Because you have made babies mm-hmm. in your belly. Yep, actual life, and the the life continues to grow. You cut its hair, and it will just grow back. I just honestly, it's... I genuinely think it's nuts. Wow. I think it's nuts. I mean, yes, the the gentleman's part is probably even more important, but silly though, isn't it? <laughs> it is silly. It is it's silly that that thing, doing something that makes you sleepy and feel ashamed of yourself, creates baby. It's nuts. Now, why aren't they taking you into schools to do these? Oh man, I would love sex education. I would be great at compulsory sex education. I would be incredible. Let's celebrate the human body. And if you're amazing. Call me now, 08459 455555. What's your body done that you didn't try to do? Oh, oh, how does a bone heal itself? I've done that as well, twice. That's not amazing, that's clumsiness. That was showing off twice. Kevin's on the line. Morning, Kevin. Morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? Are you here to celebrate amazing bodies? No, I've got your... I've got you something for your house. Oh, we are furnishing a house from stuff found at the side of the road. Literally no content this morning. What have you got for us, Kevin? I've got your roller carpet. Oh, beautiful. Where is this carpet, please? Uh, if you come out of your studio, yep. walk underneath Park Street Viaduct, yep. it's there. It's, uh, it's underneath the viaduct? It's underneath the viaduct. How big is this bit of carpet? Uh, well, it's rolled up. Can we do it's... the living room, do you reckon? You could probably do a small bedroom with it, I would think. Who would leave a carpet under that beautiful, beautiful viaduct in Luton? (laughs) Well, 
somebody who doesn't want to pay the uh, charges for disposing of it. But they've transported it out into the middle of a bustling metropolis. Why wouldn't you take it somewhere And the thing as well, you'd be watching out your office window, you'd see a fella go under a viaduct with a a carpet Mm -hmm. and then come out the other side without a viaduct. You'd be there rubbing your eyes and looking at your bottle of scotch and going, I'm never drinking this again. Only if they did it in the middle of the day, though. Kevin, you, ah, Kevin, nocturnal. Ah, Kevin, thank you. By the way, guys, don't go rushing around to pick up that carpet. That's ours, all right? Hands off. I'd like to see someone walk down it empty-handed and then walk up with the carpet. That will trip someone out. Man, trippy, trippy, man, trippy. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. But if that's you who keeps ringing and, and hanging up, can you pack it in because it's getting annoying now? I, I know exactly who it, who it is. Who is it? It's that fella. Which fella? That annoying fella is going to get a call from the police if he carries on. Which, my annoying fella or your mine, annoying fella? Mine. Hey, stop it, fella. We got your number. Jog on. It's been passed on to the authorities. Thank you very much indeed. No nastiness. This is a place of love. So, amazing things. That, here's an amazing thing. Right, Kelly. If yeah. I were to kill you now, yeah. which is very, very tempting, yeah. your hair and your ears would still grow. No. Sorry? That's not true. That is true, mate. No. How long for? Because uh, everything else shrinks back. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. True fact. So no. hang on. If you shaved my head, yeah. killed me, yeah. how long would my hair grow? Probably back to the length it is now. <laughs> such a plum. <laughs> In how long? Like, a week? Well, I don't know. Would it, do it straight away? It's like when you go to heaven, you become your ideal age. Oh. When you get your head cut off, no, your hair cut off, mm. and your head cut off, your hair grows back to its ideal length. You're basing this, Catherine. On, the, you're basing this on the thriller video, aren't you? That's not a documentary. It is true. Mm. Your hair, your ears, and your fingernails all grow once you're dead. I tell you what, Catherine, let's prove it. Yeah, you want to do a flatliners? Not again, after last time. I know, that was horrible last time, wasn't it? 08459. <laughs> that girl on the train. Fish face. <laughs> Very swearing. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Literally no content. News for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M northbound, it's still closed between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 7 for Stevenage. That's causing half-hour delays from Junction 4 for Hartford because of a serious accident. And it's also looking very slow on the A1M southbound past that stretch from Junction 8 for Hitchin down towards Junction 6 for Welling Garden City. On the A1M northbound, there's reports that lanes blocked at Junction 5 for the B197 and that's um, help, not helping things with the other A1M closure. And the A- M25 anti-clockwise is very busy from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. In Stanmar on the A410 Spur Road, that's been partially blocked because of an accident and uh, the road's been closed at Cannons Corner and that's causing delays from the A41 Edgware Way. And in Bedford, between Be- Roxton and Bedford, that's been closed between the Great Barford Turn and the Black Cat Roundabout because a lorry jackknife just before there this morning. It's also causing delays on the A1 southbound towards the Black Cat Roundabout. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, that's it. 7.16, it is Tuesday, the 17th of February. I'm starting to warm up, guys. We're getting there, we're getting there. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Social workers and other people working with children are being accused of failing to do enough to identify victims of sexual exploitation by gangs and groups of men. And the mother of a young man seriously hurt in an accident on the M1 in Bedfordshire on Saturday has asked his friends to hold a vigil for him. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Three Counties Sport. Tonight, Luton and MK Dons are back in league action. And of course, with Three Counties Sport, you'll get all the build-up. Dave and goal, Jordan, Tom, right centre-half, Kyle, left centre-half and Louis. Live commentary. And Luton have a two-goal lead and the keeper made an absolute mess of that. Oh my goodness me! And that just caps off a wonderful MK Dons performance. And all the reaction on your local team. Both sets of supporters supported their team fantastic and I thought both teams went at it, Hammer and Tong. Three Counties Sport featuring MK Dons and Luton. Tonight from 7, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. It's half-term, kids. Right, and you, the choice is yours this morning. I want, um, uh, what, what age the kids go to school these days? Nine? Five. Between five and 16, it's half-term, celebrate your youth. Take off your shoes, run barefoot through the grass. Tell a girl you love her, tell a boy you love him. Uh, climb a tree, watch Jeremy Kyle drink Thunderbird. Do all of these, don't do the last one. Don't run through the grass because there's probably a dog poo in there. Okay, okay. Well, listen. I mean, really. These are all wonderful things you should be doing. Not your homework, you squares. Uh, Give us a call. Either uh, give us one of your homework questions if you're a square or rip up your homework on the phone live if you're a free spirit. I have enough peer pressure to deal with. Never mind yours. A teacher has emailed. I'm going to keep her anonymous. But this is the problem. Yeah. They are all in bed. And that will include those meant to be coming into school at 9am today for revision Boom. classes. Boom. Flipping heck. i tell you what's wrong with this country. We didn't do this story yesterday. Not revision classes. No, no. I, and I, I wanted to do this yesterday and I didn't because I was so angry. I've calmed down a bit. Tell me. S- six-year-old kid from the rugby singing the national anthem Useful. makes me want to puke. Useful. That is what is wrong with this country, dear listener. A six-year-old kid with his hand on his heart singing the national... emotion no. and singing it to the rooftops. No, mate. It's beautiful. No, it is out of order. That is what's wrong with this country. We are making our kids work too hard. We're not China. I did those feet That's not the national anthem. That's Jerusalem, a song that hypothesises... It's hypothesising that Jesus walked in England. No, he didn't. He lived in Israel. He didn't come to England, for goodness sakes. Well, they only asked a question. You don't have to say well, yeah a stupid or no. Qu- well, this is a stupid question. Nigel's on the line. Morning, Nigel. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm angry, mate. A six-year-old boy singing yep. the national anthem makes me yep. want to puke. Why? It's everything that is wrong with this country encapsulated in that tiny three-and-a-half-foot body. Oh, dear. Seriously, come on, Nigel. A six-year-old singing the... Do you know the national anthem? Of course I do. All of it? Yeah, um... Even I... the bit about whipping the Scots? <laughs> but that's your favourite bit, isn't it, Nigel? <laughs> yeah, you love it. Oh, dear. A little bit of Scottish subjugation. Uh, dear, dear. Nigel, what have you got for us, please? Um, well, I'm ringing in for. I've just actually found a six-foot radiator. Oh, beautiful! Because this house is going to be cold without it. Go on. Exactly. It's on the roof. It's on the A413 between Milton Keynes and Wing. Yep. And it's against the side of the road. Oh, beautiful! Well, does it look like it's in good nick, Nigel? Sorry, say again. Does it look like it's in good nick? Oh, yeah, it's painted pure white. It's lovely. Oh, fantastic. Why on earth would someone throw away a radiator? It makes, it's, it's outrageous, isn't it? It's indeed. Nigel, we've got that. We're furnishing a house from bits and pieces. I know what happened. Big row. Yeah. Have you put the heating on again? <laughs> I'll, I'll show, show you. you. <laughs> Tushar's on the line. Morning, Tushar. Hi, Ian, you OK? Uh, do you know what, fella? I'm waking up. I'm waking up. Yes, I'm good. What have you got for us? I just want to compliment, you know, you know, people just phone in and they talk about this is not right, that's not right. But I listen to your radio every morning when I drive to work. 
creep. And I, and I, and I must say, uh, Kelly and Catherine have got wonderful voices. They, Sorry? Just, make, they just make my day. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm waiting. I'm, okay, that's great. Um, I'm waiting. Ian, you too. Ian, th- thank you, there. Tushar. That, that, why did I have to push you for that? <laughs> why did I have to push you for that, Tushar? <laughs> no, no, Ian, Ian, it, it is. Have you seen Silence of the Lamb? Yeah, where's this going? <laughs> it's all it's all coming that way. <laughs> Tisha, where are you from? I'm from Pigglesway. Do I'm born? I was born in India. I've lived in Scotland for 15 years, but I've just recently moved to Bedfordshire. Can I can I give you a gift, Tisha, for being a nice guy? Oh, here we go. go. Perdesi, perdesi, jana na hai. Mujhe chole ke, mujhe chole ke. That was classic. Classic, That's... Catherine. So don't give me the waggling of the head and the laughing and the well, sticking of the tongue out. Well, it's because you do it every single time. I know what's coming. All right, if all right. If someone says they're from India, we're going to be made to have it. All right, well, OK. You're from India, are you, Tusha? Can I give you a gift? Yeah. You didn't know that was coming. What film is that from, Tusha? What film is that from? Ian, you are a legend, mate. Thank you, boss. Thank you. It's from Nasib. It's from Nasib. What does legend mean in India? <laughs> it means butters. <laughs> you are butters. I can do others. I've got a whole repertoire. <laughs> I've got a text here from Maffin Hanslow. Good morning, Maffrey. Sex education at school was well worth it. I have three wonderful children and a massive pile of wrapped bananas. Rubber wrapped oh, bananas. Oh, dearie me. <laughs> De- dearie me. Why were they called, and I can ask this question now, because in the 80s you couldn't ask this question. Why were they called French letters? Oh, I know I this. knew you'd know this. Could you a bit the Hold on. What was called French letters? Sorry? What? Rubbers. Oh, yeah. why were they called that? Why were they called? It's Can we the say same Johnny? We say excuse my French. Anything that was bad, uh, we're not meant to understand. Because we were supposed to hate the French, right? Anything we, that's bad or dirty, the French sex. disease and all that stuff. What we blamed on the French. The French blame it on the. I don't know, Spanish mate. or Italian. I hate. I tell you what, I hate. I hate teachers. What about teaching assistants? No, I, no, I hate teachers that do that. And the French did that because anybody, anybody, Ian, Ian, I don't know. You're the teacher. I got an idea. Why don't you tell me? It's like going to a Robbie Williams concert and he's singing Angels, and then he stops singing and he puts the microphone towards the audience. You're supposed to be in charge. Mm-hmm. You sing Angels. You tell me what the French did. I told you. I wasn't listening, Miss. Do you miss. know what you used to have in, in my French classes? Yeah, I bet. I bet you had a bit of. No. No. It would be, and the answer is, and it would go through. Simon. No, don't know this. Gareth. Don't know this. Jenny. Yeah. Don't know. Boyle. Whole class. Three people that work here. At the end. And none of them knew the answer. Go on then, Catherine. Oh. Ah, the pressure. And they used to love it if I got it wrong. Very rarely. School uh, is... um, uh... Anyway, that's the reason. Thanks for asking. Okay. The teacher never used to see if my hand was up. The teacher ignored Too my hand. Small. You'd have to um, uh, get like one of those fake hands they had on the gladiators for people to even notice you, you know were there. You have to hold your hand with the arms. This, I've got to ask. Can I ask teachers? And this is a serious question. Do you do you pick kids on uh, how straight their their arms and their fingers and how high their hands are? Is that what you go for? And how well they're holding in the. Yeah, is that what you go for? Are you going for the straightness and the height, or are you just picking those guys at random? Because I've only recently found out that in a decent household. 
past the parcel is fixed. And I'm thinking maybe it's the same thing in, in uh, classrooms. Not in my household. Yeah, I know. Yours is outrageous, mate. I, I play 70s rules. You either win or you don't. <laughs> Deal with it. No sweets in between rappers. I'm not going to cushion you from life, my friend. It's all about winning or losing. 08459 555. So, if you want to get the girl... Me? Are you talking well, to me? This is from Fiona McRae, who is the science correspondent in San Jose for the Daily Mail. Do you know the way? Want to get the girl, let her do the talking if you're on a date. And don't waffle on about your job. If you want to master the art of wooing the opposite sex... OK, well, why do we call them Johnnies, then? Probably a wartime reference. There was probably a fellow called, called Jonathan that probably. sorted them out. Probably. Oh, well. If you want to master the art of wooing the opposite sex, Woo. ditch the sweet talk. Here's the thing, and this really confused me. I remember in an episode of EastEnders years ago when Ian Beale um, got um, uh, sexual advice from uh, Dan Watts, oh right? Uh, and Dan said... But he didn't realise that Ian was trying it on with... Um, um, Sharon? Sharon. Didn't realise. So he got sexual <laughs> advice from Dan Watts. I know. And um, so he didn't know that it was for Sharon. <laughs> and Dan said, what you've got to do is you have got to get her alone and whisper sweet nothings in her ear. Nothing. Sweet nothings. So he, he did this, right? So there ever, him and uh, 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 Sharon are sat on the sofa, right? Oh. And he had his arm around her. And then he went, and he went over to her ear and went... <laughs> but I, <laughs> I don't know what sweet nothings are. I don't know what what is a what do you what are you whis what are you supposed to whisper into their ear? It's just comps and feedback. You're looking really nice tonight, Sharon. I'd like to give you a kiss. Yeah. On your bottom. Oh. Is that I don't know. I think you um... whispering's creepy though. Yeah, I know. Don't just... ever whisper. In a room where you're on your own as yeah. well. Yeah. What are you whispering? Well, if you if, if you're if you're just on your own, whispering is weird. Yeah. <laughs> My um, three-year-old <laughs> tells me. Huh? Ian. Nothing. It's it's. My, my three-year-old tells me secrets. It goes like this. <laughs> hey, she told me a secret one. What did she say? I'm not telling you. She said... In fact, listen, come on, there are a lot of uh, lonely men out there uh, listening to this show, and this is, this is useful help. information from mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Woo us now. Do it. In fact, it's probably best to say as little as possible. Researchers Whoa. have found that men who let women talk about themselves and dates are more likely to secure a second meeting. And when gents do manage to get a word in edgeways, they should definitely avoid talking about their job. Well, it depends what they do. Well, like if they're you, an if you're astronaut. A, I was about to say, if you're a spaceman, yeah. boom. Pop star, racing car driver, and, and, male model. And analysis... Almost 1,000 speed dates. Oh, I mean, okay, what, what go. losers got... Speed dating's still a thing. I would love to do speed dating. Why? But be a different person every time I speed sat Speed dating is just the um, uh, uh, binary version of... No, what's the opposite of digital? Yeah. Speed dating is the opposite of digital version of Tinder. Yeah. Isn't it? But everyone will say the same things. Hi, my name's Catherine. I like long I walks, short talks, I laughing in the rain. Only if they're you. I don't normally do this. <laughs> this is embarrassing, See, isn't I would it? sit Bing! down and be like, yeah, I'm a triplet. Um, I train swans. Um, and I was a dolphin before I came here. And then next time I sit down, I'd be like, yeah, I own a chocolate factory. I would just print cards up and go, there you go, love, give us a call. There you go, love, give us a call. What would be on the card? Nah, no thanks. 
not you. <laughs> like that. What would be on the card? Phone number and uh, measurements. What is your phone number? Seven. Wait, oh, the phone number. We all know the mistake people are making on speed dates, don't we? What's There's that? only one they're question go- to ask. They're going on them. If you are wooing someone, yeah. there's one question to ask. Um, how do you like your eggs? No. Do you like the one show? Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M northbound is still closed between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 7 for Stevenage. That's causing half-hour delays from Junction 4 for Hartford. Also very slow on the A1M southbound from Junction 8 for Hitchin to Junction 6 for Welling Garden City. On the A1M northbound at Junction 5 for the B195, that's been partially blocked. There's a lane being blocked there because of an accident. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, that's looking very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 15 for the M4. In Stanmore on the A410 Spur Road, that's closed westbound because of an accident at Cannons Corner. That's causing delays from the A41 and the A421 in Bedford. That's closed in both directions between the Great Barford Turn and the Black Cat Roundabout because of an accident with a lorry. It's causing serious queues from Goldington Road and on the A1 southbound towards the Black Cat Roundabout from the St. Neots Junction. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven with the headlines. I'm Barry Caffrey. Social workers and other people working with children are being accused of failing to do enough to identify victims of sexual exploitation by gangs and groups of men. The Office of the Children's Commissioner has found that vastly different rates of child sexual exploitation have been reported in different parts of England. The mother of a young man seriously hurt in an accident on the M1 in Bedfordshire has asked his friends to hold a vigil for him. They were due to gather last night outside the hospital where the man from Newport Pagnell is being treated. Three others were killed in the accident on Saturday morning between a coach and a car. A recruitment drive to get hundreds more paramedics has been launched by the East of England Ambulance Service. It's already recruited more than 400 new student paramedics. The government is being urged to make sex education compulsory in all English state schools, both primary and secondary. The Commons Education Select Committee says such a move would ensure that enough time is devoted to the subject and the teachers are properly trained. However, the MPs believe parents should retain the right to withdraw children from such classes. The weather forecast, it will be a clear and cold start to the day. Today, though, will generally be dry and sunny. It will feel pleasant in light winds. Highs of 8 Celsius, that's 46 in Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. MK Dons are waiting to see whether goalkeeper David Martin will be fit for tonight's League One match at Colchester. New loan signing George Williams will be in the squad after signing until the end of the season from Fulham last night. He left the Dons as an academy player three years ago. Manager Carl Robinson says the return of Williams is exciting. He knows the potential and the quality that lies with him and we know that we're we're in store for to see a very good player come back home and there's so many stories this season, people coming back. I'm very excited by it. Luton Town are without both centre-halves through suspension tonight as they head to Mansfield in League Two. Steve McNulty and Luke Wilkinson miss out, as does new loan signing Cameron McGeehan, who's also banned. It means Alex Salacy and Fraser Franks will start in defence and manager John Still says it's their chance to impress. 
You know, they're, they're both people that have played in the first team, both people that have really waited for their chance uh, because of the form of, of Steve and um, Wilco. So they've waited their chance. Well, there's a chance. Got to step up to the plate now and prove that they can do the job. That's why they're here. Manchester United came from behind to beat League One Preston 3-1 at Deepdale in the FA Cup fifth round. United manager Louis van Gaal was delighted with his side's character. We showed again a team spirit unbelievable. We changed the shape and that was the solution, I think. We scored also fantastic goals, a little bit lucky also, I think. Especially uh, the second goal, Valencia, second post, uh, Fellani, I liked a lot because we've trained a lot that. So I was very happy for Valencia. Tonight, Chelsea are away to Paris Saint-Germain in the first leg of their Champions League last 16 tie. Jose Mourinho has confirmed that striker Diego Costa will start, while PSG have a number of fitness concerns after four players suffered injuries at the weekend. And the countdown to the £1 million Grand National at Aintree on the 11th of April gets underway today with the unveiling of the weights that the 98 horses entered have been allotted. The entries include last year's winner, Pino de Rey, and current race favourite, Shut the Front Door, the expected mount of soon-to-retire champion jockey, AP McCoy. BBC Three Counties Radio News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at 8. on calling me down the road it's where I'll always be every stop I make I make a new friend can't stay for long just turn around and I'm gone again maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my own Maybe tomorrow I'll find what I call 
Why should pa- Here's a question. Why should parents have the right to pull their kids out of sex education classes? Why should they have the right to... The, they haven't got the right to pull them out of English classes or maths classes, and yet I would, I would suggest that sex education, by far, more important than all of those things. I guess the things that are taught vary from year to year, and there may be things that you don't feel your child is ready for. That's the only reason well, I can think of. Yeah, but hang on a minute. So or they, it's a religious thing. Yeah, but yeah, well, exactly. So then you take your kid out of that that class. The, the onus is on you to to teach them, and we, we already know. Like, let's phrase this carefully. But there was a girl in your class who wasn't allowed to have sex education because nope. of her mum. No, nope. and her mum wasn't keen on the idea. Thought it was uh, too much information. And later on in life, the kid did not know. I mean, she didn't know about wombs. She thought babies grew in stomach. She asked a question about um, can you get babies uh, from an, an alternative sex act. Um, just miming it there for the team, so you Thanks. know exactly what I'm talking about. But surely it's... But that kind of betrays a, a, a bigger thing, that she thought that your tummy was where babies grew. There are... Um, and parents go, well, it's it's my job to teach them uh, about sex. Well, you, well you, do you know what? Most parents can't do it properly. And also, uh, if, if you don't teach young people about what is normal relationships, what are normal relationships, what is normal sexual activity, then if they are being abused... They won't necessarily know that that's wrong. They'll yeah. think, oh, well, yeah, hey, that's what that's what uh, my uncle does. That, that's got to be right, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? I can't... It really annoys me. I'm going to take my kids out of sex education class. Well, why should you be able to? It's already kind of been introduced in my the eldest daughter's... I mean, she's at school, she's six, and they're already talking about relationships and about what um, is acceptable and what people... What is private and what is, you know something you should tell a grown-up about and all this sort of stuff. It's very delicately done, very sensitively done. I know it's happening. I can I can bolster it at home. Seven-year-olds, seven-year-olds, if they don't learn it at school, they're uh, learning about relationships from EastEnders and Jeremy Kyle. And each other. Flippin' heck! In EastEnders, one woman got so annoyed with her husband that she buried him in a box. Do you remember that? It was good, oh, that yeah, one, wasn't it? that was good. It's the last one I sort of stopped watching it. She buried him in a box in the woods. And Jeremy Kyle, they'll think that to, to be in a loving relationship, you've got to have no teeth and tattoos. Well, I mean, it helps. <laughs> I, it just, I cannot... 08459 455 555. As a parent, what makes you think you have the right to take your kid out of a sex education class? Why? Why? Why, why, why that class, which is perhaps the most important thing that they could learn? Sex and relationships is not, you know, and they're not going to... Oh, well, I don't like this stuff. They're not showing them, like, pornos and stuff like that. You know, they, they would... You, you Listen. And you remember what it was like at school as well. You spend a lot of time being embarrassed and giggly about it. Oh, all the things I didn't know but thought I knew at the age of nine about women's bits and where babies come... All of this stuff. Some of the stuff... I remember some of the questions and things th- thrown at me at the age of nine by my friends. Oh, blimey, if that's all I'd ever learn... I'd be in a terrible mess right now. Dave Luton's on the line. Morning, Dave. Good morning, boss. What you got for us, fella? Um, I used to be a lorry driver. Thanks for calling. Excuse me. Come on. I used to be a lorry driver. Yes. And um, I'm hearing on the news that all these, the majority of these lorry drivers are all jackknifing. The majority of lorry drivers are jackknifing. That should have been yeah. on the travel news, shouldn't it? Yes, that's right, Cap. The maj- Hang on a second, Dave. Let's just... Uh, more more facts oh, and figures. God. No, no, no. The majority of uh, lorry drivers well, are jackknifing, are they? No, no, what you hear on the radio... Right. ..or on the television... Yes. ..you hear about these lorries jackknifing, uh, accidents, etc. OK, it doesn't happen very often. It's not the majority, is it? It's, right. it's, a, it's a minority. Okay. 
Yeah, you hear about these lorry jackknifing. Okay. So when I was lorry driving, yes. there was a lord came in that stopped all these lorries from jackknifing by an anti-jacking device. Now, where are these lorries? Haven't they got any? I've got literally no idea, Dave. Well, can we get um, a road haulage or... Well, I mean, we could, but it's a bit... It's a bit... A transport Transport minister... minister. Hang on a minute, let me just phone him up. Thank you, thank you, Kath. Love you, Kath. Thank you, Kelly. Oh, he's not in. Thanks, man. It's a little bit, I mean, it's a little dull, Dave. Can we get the Transport Minister to ask him if lorries have got an anti-jackknifing device? Yes, on their lorries to stop all this... I, I, listen, I mean, what, did Barry mention jackknifing in the news just now? Yes. He said, the, uh, the, he said the word jackknifing. Yeah, the lorry jackknifed. Well, OK. And a black, a black cat roundabout. OK, well, that just means that just means it turns too fast, doesn't it? Right. No, they're turning... Yeah. Awkwardly, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, um, and also, uh, yesterday... Yes. What do you mean, yeah? Okay. Um, you had a lady saying, Chris, I think her name was. Right. Shouty Chris, yeah. Yeah, and she says about you and Justin... Yes. ...taking those 80-year-old geezers. Yes. Well, it's not very nice. I'm not 80, would you like to tell Chris? Are I'm, you... Are you... I don't care. Are you coming to Justin Dealey's Fifty Shades of Mayhem on Sunday? No. What? what? No, I told you. I, Matt's not going. I'm, I said Dave, I'm I've not just going. spent a tenner on a T-shirt for you, mate. No, I told you at no, the time no. I wasn't going. Well, like Dennis Matt. is going. I thought, don't you like Dennis? What have you got against Dennis? No, I haven't got nothing against Dennis. You might do you're, if you go and see Fifty Shades of Grey. Dave! You're, but you're not going cap, are you? Who says I'm not? Yeah, no. She's not invited. I've got a sneaky suspicion. She listen. It's a public cinema. If she turns up, there's not a lot I can do about it. What if I turn up and you don't know it's me? Yeah, you come, Kath, but uh, I can't go because it's a Sunday night. You I are such a, a complete and utter... No, no. I can't even I, say it on the radio, but you know what I'm thinking, excuse, don't you, Just? Excuse me, I told you... Uh, uh, no, you didn't. You said you were coming. No, I've spent no, a tenner on a T-shirt no, from we, Balcony Shirts. No, no, no we need, I then. Said, I said I'm not going. We need an alternative, Dave. Yeah. Matt's not going. Dennis, what's his hissing? It's me on my roadside. Now, Dave... Put him in his place, Dealey. Dave, listen, come on. The people in Hemel Hempstead... Dave, whoa, 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 take a breath for I've just got to say, Justin, Mm. Scott Balcony from Balcony Shirts, who is printing up the T-shirts for Justin Dealey's Fifty Shades of Mayhem, which I'm paying for, a tenner a pop, I'll have you know. know. He's just messaged me, Dave's T-shirt is already printed. Exactly. Dave, the T-shirt's been printed. Ian has very kindly said that he's going to buy you a cinema ticket. He's going to buy you a long hot dog. This is the film of the moment that everybody's yeah. talking about. And secondly, yeah. I believe my, my... Well, the rumour mill's going into meltdown that, that you've already been out and bought some nose trimmers because you're going to be trimming your, your hair and your nostrils. Look, Is this look, correct? Look, look pal, mm. I haven't got to worry about my nose, hairs, mm. OK? Because they've been trimmed down, you know, before, before you... Ah, so you trim them down for the film? No, so you, no, you've done I all didn't. the preparation. Just come with us, David. No, It'll be no, a great night. Come on. No, I went and had my hair cut about two weeks ago. For and the he film. Trimmed me, uh, and we trimmed my nose ears, and my eyes. <laughs> come on, Dave. You trimmed your night. eyes? No, no I, I, yeah, because your, your eyelids, your, um, your eyebrows get a little oh, bit long. Right, listen, Dave, you're coming. No. We'll see you on Sunday. 
Thank you very much nice indeed. One, Dave. Nice one. I know where he lives, so you could just go pick him up. He's, he's definitely coming. I've spent a tenner on his flipping t shirt. You know what Bouts is like it. as well? No refunds. No Justin. Refunds. Yeah. We're furnishing a house mm. from bits found by the road. We had a great call from Kevin earlier on who, who told us there was a rumour mm. that there was a, a bit of rolled up carpet somewhere in Luton. I believe you've located that carpet. Yes. Is it true? It's uh, not a rumour. This is uh, fact, not fiction. Yeah. I'm standing by the carpet right now. It's a rug, actually. Oh. It's uh, a black and white rug. Beautiful. Um, it's in good condition, apart from the odd dog hair on there. Yep. But it's it's here. It's all rolled up. Uh, the question is, do you want me to get a firm together here in Luton well. to bring this back to the studio for you? No. What we no. What we need, Justin, is we need a photograph of it. Oh, you don't want it. Well, no. What? <laughs> it's in good condition. Okay. What, what we need? Mean? No. What we need is we need a photograph of it. And yes. Ka Catherine, I believe you're going to actually build a virtual house. I'm not. Kelly is. Kelly, I believe you're actually going to build a virtual house, that and we're going to give it away to one listener, and they can live in it for a year. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> 100% wool. Uh, the base is 65% cotton and 35% polyester. In good condition. Uh, if you did throw this rug away and you're listening to this right now, you're very silly. Well, who... Right. Have you unrolled it yet? Yes. Is there nothing nasty in it? No, no. It's, a sm it's got the odd dog hair on there, but apart Hoover. from that, it's, it's in good condition. Shaken what, what colour is it? It's black and white. Beautiful. Will that go with the tyres? Uh, yes, it will do. The tyres are, are in black. the garage. The tyres are in the garage. Justin, mm. photos, please. Yes. I know you haven't got your BBC Commission selfie stick yet, so you may not be actually be in the photo. Yes. Uh, and also, in the next hour, mm. there's a thing in one of the papers to impress uh, a, a woman on a first date. Yeah. Keep quiet. I'll probably go along with that. <laughs> how could you do that? <laughs> uh, how did you... Uh, can, can, can you get us a little vox on something about that, please, my love? Yes, yes, no problem. Cheers, my dear. Speak Cheers. to you later. Ta-ta. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M northbound is still closed between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 7 for Stevenage. That's causing half-hour delays from Junction 4 for Hartford and it's very slow southbound past Junction 9 for Letchworth to Junction 6 for Welling Garden City past the accident on the opposite carriageway. Also on the A1M northbound there's reports of a lane being blocked at Junction 5 for the V195 because of an accident and on the M1 southbound there's been an accident between Junction 13 for Bedford and that's causing queues from Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. In Stanmore on the spare that's been closed westbound at Cannons Corner with delays from Edgware Way and in Bedford on the A421 Great Barford Bypass. That's closed in both directions between the Great Barford Turn and the Black Hat Roundabout because of lorry jackknife. It's causing queues on both directions on St. Neots Road northbound from Goldington Road and southbound from the St. Neots Junction to the Black Cat Roundabout at the start of the closure. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.47, it's Tuesday the 17th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Social workers and other professionals working with children are being told they must do more to identify victims of sexual exploitation. And a recruitment drive to get hundreds more paramedics has been launched by the East of England Ambulance Service who cover Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire. 08459 455 555. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still one or two uh, frosty patches out there this morning, but it's blue sky and sunshine all the way. Barely any clouds, light winds and temperatures up to 8 Celsius, so a really pleasant day across all three counties. Now, overnight tonight, clear conditions at first mean an early frost, but eventually the wind starts to pick up in the early hours, as does the cloud that moves in from the north and west, which means the temperature could rise a little as we head through to dawn tomorrow morning. For Wednesday, another very usable day. We've got sunny spells, more cloud, though a bit more of a breeze, but the 
as I say, it's going to remain dry and the maximum temperature 9 Celsius. As we head through the end of the week, though, things turning progressively unsettled, turning rather wet and rather windy. That's your forecast. Every weekday from 12, local people. Wendy Halson and David Chipley, the trustees of the Harpenden charity Spotlight on Africa. So privileged to see lives change, conditions change. Local stories. A deaf cafe will be popping up in Bedford later this month, opening its doors for you to share sensitive stories and talk of afterlife. There are people with the similar concerns. And you can have a light-hearted side of it as well, and we often end like that, you know. Local life. We're going to be heading off into the unassuming countryside of Bedford. We all know the brick pits and the industrial spoil that's marked the Marston Vale. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Now, yesterday on the show, we spoke to Jill Thompson. She's been on the show a few times. She's the sister of David Clapson, the veteran from Stevenage with diabetes, who died in July after his job seekers allowance was suspended, which meant he couldn't afford to power his fridge, which stored his insulin, and couldn't afford to buy any food. Well, Mark Williams gave us a call. He's also from Stevenage and runs the Armed Forces Veterans and Families Information Centre. He joins me now. Morning, Mark. Good morning. Mark, why did you get in touch with us? I just got in touch basically to show my concern regards this. Um, as Jill knows, this isn't a one-off incident, and I'm just concerned that this could and probably will happen again in the near future. What support is there for uh, um, uh, veterans and members of the armed services once they leave the service and come back to civilian life? The thing is, there is a lot of support out there, but a lot of veterans are too proud to ask. Um, They've just got to ask. There is a lot of support uh, financially for their mental welfare, their physical welfare. Um, There is a lot. But I'm afraid that a lot of uh, veterans are just too proud to ask them for it. And I suppose that's the thing, isn't it, Mark? If, if you know, you can say, you can g- g- give them the phone numbers, give them the addresses, say all this help is there, but if they don't take it, there's nothing you can do. How do you overcome that? Yeah, that is exactly. That, that's what the drop-in centre is set up for. Basically, they can pop in, have a cup of tea, and then just have a chat, and then it'll sort of come out that they may, they may have a problem. They may not. They just might just want to be in an environment with other veterans or family members and that sort of thing um, because a majority of the people I've helped so far um, and given them advice and information on where they can get financial assistance, home adaptions, maybe holidays and things like that, they don't, people, people always say, oh, why don't they just go online and find what they want? A lot of people, actually, you'd be surprised, don't go online. They don't have... They don't use technology, and oh, they can't afford it either. There's this great myth, isn't there, that we're all we're all yeah. surfing the internet, and we, you know, and and there are people to, that, that don't do that at all. I would imagine, having never served in the army, but I've got family that have. Yeah. Um, that there is. I'm trying to find the right word. When you leave that kind of environment where, you know, you're, you are a team, you are a family, you are, you, you know, you're with, with people of a similar um, th- th- mindset, to suddenly be cast on your own or back into your family, that must be quite a, a shock to the system. It is. You, you, you lose... Um, it, it is very difficult. I mean, I, I've been out of the, uh, the forces for quite a while. I served 16 years, but uh, since I've left, I still haven't socialised amongst... The, the civilian side because um, I don't know I, I, you know one, once in a blue moon I have a, a friend who served with me visit me but I haven't actually socialised and I've been out quite a long time now it's So what do you mean you haven't socialised? What, you stay at home? 
Yeah, stay at home. I don't go out to pubs or anything like that. Uh, and is that because you joined the military at a young age, so you didn't you didn't form any friendships outside of the military, or just because um, you've become institutionalised to a no, certain extent? Exactly what you said there. I joined I joined at a young age, and that's how I saw you know sixteen years of my life. And then when you leave, your discussions, talking to people. Your conversation is different, and and the drop-in centre has helped me as well. And when I get people in, even from the navy, from the Royal Marines, you're you you sort of um, get get on automatically. You you talk military. You talk. Oh, you have the same language. Then. Yeah, exactly. Did you not? How long has the drop-in centre been going? The drop-in centre has been going since June. Oh, okay, so it's still relatively new. Yeah. And yeah. and did you you started it? Yeah, I set it up. Yeah. Before you started it, were you? I mean, how were you coping? Were you were you feeling lonely? Were you all right? What was what was? Were you well, going a bit nuts? What was going on? Well, I, I opened up um, Armed Forces Charity stall in the indoor market, and basically it started from there because the the, the, the stall wasn't actually selling a lot. I mean, it's quite quiet, but I was giving information on um, where people can get help from because I've worked with charities since 1997, and I know most of the is what they do, how they help, um, and all varieties. So I've been a caseworker for SAFA, uh, area administrator for the National Gold Veterans. I've raised money for combat stress, Royal British Legion. So I, I got into the picture of knowing what all these charities can do. So I have literally been... The, the dropping centre's been in the planning for the past four years now, really. And how often... Do, do, is it open every day? How often do you meet and how many people turn up on average? It's open Wednesday through to Saturday. We get people coming in now and then, but I, I seem to get more phone calls than I do anything because a right. lot of people don't like to leave home on as well. So. I was going say that funny, and I mean, you know, it's not odd. Yeah, um, but I, I've helped people... Uh, initially set up for Stevenage, but I'm helping people from Watford, Sandy, uh, Leicestershire and Lincolnshire. So the word's got about because I'm probably one of um, its kind mm. around, really. Well, listen, let's, uh, uh, you know, let's pray that we don't get another situation like that of, uh, of David Clapson. If people want to find out more, Mark, where, where do the, the, your, your organisation is in Stevenage. Have you got a website? Is there a phone number? How can people find yeah, you? It's, it's located at Stevenage Museum. Okay. St George's Church. And um, it's open Wednesday to Saturday, did you say? Sorry? Wednesday to Saturday, did you yeah, say? Yeah, Wednesday through to Saturday. It's open from 10, 10 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon. Um, and if, we're, if I'm out and about, there, there's, we, we've got a good team of volunteers there. It's um, self-funded. There's no wages paid. They're all volunteers, all ex-service personnel. Um, and we get a lot of help from the museum staff and the church. Um, so it's a nice, it's a nice, very nice environment. Mark, I really appreciate your phone call. Best of luck. Yeah, thank you very thank much. Thank you very much, Mark Williams. Uh, the Armed Forces Veterans and Families Information Centre in Stevenage. Sounds like a nice bloke, doesn't he? Really nice bloke. Really nice bloke. I'm glad he got in touch. That's good. Um, we got any texts before I go to Lisa? No, I'll go to Lisa. Lisa. Morning, Lisa. Good morning. What have you got for us, Lisa? Um, I've got a bath. Oh, because this in this house so far, we're all going to be very, very stinky. But where's the bath? It's down Hatch. Sorry? In Sa- it's at Hatch in Sandy. Oh, OK. I thought you were saying it's down a hatch. I thought this is going to be tricky no. to get this out. It's a place called Hatch. And how long has it been there, Lisa? Um, well, I saw it. I've seen it yesterday and the day before. So it's been there a couple of days. And is it, is it um, one of these plasticky ones or is it a good old-fashioned metal one? 
It looks like a plasticky one. It looks okay. like a very plush pink. Oh, oh pink. Yeah. I was going to say avocado. Does it have taps? <laughs> yeah, we got taps on it, Lisa. Oh, I don't know, because it's sort of on its side. Okay. I've driven past it a couple of times. Oh. I don't know about a plug, but okay. it might be a duck in there if you look closely. <laughs> <laughs> what was that colour called, that pinky sort of blamongy colour? Rose. Salmon? Rose. Yeah. Lisa, <laughs> listen, it's it's on the list. Thank you very much. This is this is great. We had an avocado sweet when I was a kid. We had avocado, yeah. Half a sofa, a fridge, a fridge freezer, an iron, a stained sofa covered in sick, a TV, loads of mattresses, an old computer, four car tyres, a carpet, a radiator and a bath. Ladies and gentlemen, this house is looking lush. Jamie, what have you got for us? Fridge freezer. <laughs> oh, not another one? Yes. Where's this? Sunday Park. Oh, flipping I've it. I've got an idea for this. We keep it in the shed, we put the beers in it. Well, we've got one in the utility room and yeah. we've got a fridge in the kitchen. All right, this is... Uh, what is, does, it, does it look like it's in good nick? Well, the doors are gone, but there's some butter in it. OK, as long as there's some butter. Hey, we haven't had butter yet. No. I tell you what, Jamie, mm-hmm. can we just take the butter and, and it's very kind of you to offer the fridge freezer. Mm-hmm. But can... What was wrong with the butter, I'm wondering? What was, why were the doors so nice? Jamie sounds disappointed that we're not taking his fridge freezer. Are you disappointed, Jamie? A little bit, yeah. OK. Tell you what, you can have it. It's our gift to you. Um, oh. I'll let you have it. No. Thanks very much. No, we're no. going to let you have it, Jamie. Honestly, too kind. Honestly. No. Nope. Keep it for your house. No, no Jamie, honestly, you have it. You treat yourself. <laughs> Go on. I don't want it. Come on, we all know you like freezing stuff and keeping things cold. No, I know Kelly wants it. No, Kelly. Jamie, honestly, you have it, mate. Thanks, though. Right, I'm on the lookout for something else. What, what do you want? Toilet. Goes with the bath, it's got to be pink. Yeah. How, how, how quickly do you need the toilet, Jamie? In about two minutes. <laughs> I like Jamie. Has anyone got the toilet? <laughs> He, he really is a very... I said, hello, three counties, went fridge, freezer. I, <laughs> 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 I, I would say, suggest that Jamie is the most mysterious caller we have to three counties. He gives very, very little away, mm-hmm. apart from the fact he's always got a cob on. And he's always at work. He rings for me to work, doesn't <laughs> Jaded Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, thank you. We'll take the butter. You get to keep the fridge, freezer, boss. Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M northbound is still closed between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 7 for Stevenage. There are queues from Junction 4 for Hartford and that's taking half an hour to get through because of a serious accident. It's also very slow on the A1M southbound from Junction 9 for Letchworth towards Junction 6 for Welling Garden City. On the A1M northbound at Junction 5 for the B195, that's all cleared now and open again. It seems to be moving much better now. And the M1 southbound, there's been an accident at Junction 13 for Bedford with queues from Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. And on the A421 Great Barford Bypass that is still closed between the Great Barford Turnoff and the Black Cat Roundabout because of an accident involving a lorry that's causing queues in both directions including southbound on the A1 towards the Black Cat Roundabout. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 08459 Yes, that's it. Get confused. We are furnishing a house. We're giving away Dad's ages and come on. Parents shouldn't have the right to take their kids out of sex education, should they? Really? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
8 o'clock, I'm Barry Caffrey. The headlines, social workers accused of not doing enough to identify victims of sexual exploitation. Calls for sex education to be made compulsory in all schools and paramedic recruitment drive being launched in the East. BBC Three Counties Radio. Social workers and other people working with children are being accused of failing to do enough to identify victims of sexual exploitation by gangs and groups of men. The Office of the Children's Commissioner has found that vastly different rates of child sexual exploitation have been reported in different parts of England. This is despite heightened awareness following high-profile investigations in places like High Wycombe. The Deputy Children's Commissioner, Sue Berilowitz, says it's shocking that children are still being subjected to harrowing abuse without the knowledge of the authorities. Too many children are still slipping through the net. And we know that because we've had responses from every single area in the country. And out of all of those areas, fewer than half have identified in the last year any children at all who are victims of child sexual exploitation. And that is simply not good enough because we know that there are victims in every single part of England. The mother of a young man seriously hurt in an accident on the M1 in Bedfordshire has asked his friends to hold a vigil for him. They were due to gather last night outside the hospital where the man from Newport Pagnell is being treated. Three others were killed in the accident on Saturday morning between a coach and a car. They were 23-year-old Nathan Reeves, 20-year-old Tom Aldridge, Aldridge, sorry, both from Newport Pagnell, and also the driver of the car who was from North London, 59-year-old, Alan Evans. Police have released the description of a man wanted in connection with a serious sexual assault in Luton. A woman was pushed to the ground and attacked in the early hours of Saturday the 7th of February. It happened as she walked from the Purley Centre towards Wowlids Banks Drive and the Littleberries Underpass. The attacker is described as black, around six foot tall and in his 20s to 30s. Ministers are being urged to make sex education compulsory in every state primary and secondary school in England. The Commons Education Committee says it would ensure enough time was devoted to the subject and that teachers were properly trained. At the moment, the classes are only compulsory in council-run secondaries. The committee chairman, the Conservative MP Graham Stewart, says the lessons are badly needed in all schools. With cyberbullying, sexting, internet pornography, not to mention child abuse scandals, there are many risks today to young people. And what Ofsted told my committee was that some children don't even know the name of basic genitalia. They don't know how to describe whether something is appropriate or inappropriate touching. And if they're going to be healthy and safe, they need that information. And it should be provided, we think, on a statutory basis in our schools. The ceasefire agreement brokered in eastern Ukraine appears to be on the verge of collapse, a deadline for both Ukrainian government and Russian-backed insurgents to start withdrawing their heavy guns has passed without either side complying. And a recruitment drive to get hundreds more paramedics has been launched by the East of England Ambulance Service. It's already recruited more than 400 new student paramedics. Now they are hoping to get another 400 and want applicants from Hertfordshire in particular. The weather forecast, it will be a clear and cold start for the morning. Today will be dry and sunny though and will feel pleasant in light winds. Highs of 8 Celsius, that's 46 in Fahrenheit. BBC Three Counties Radio News. I'm back with headlines and a full sports bulletin at half eight. Thank you, Barry. 
Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Don't you see there's a connection in the two stories? We're about to talk about child sexual exploitation. We've also been talking about parents who don't want their kids to have to have compulsory sex education. Don't you see there's a connection? That by not having compulsory sexual education, it's putting kids more at risk of exploitation. Don't you see? Isn't that obvious to everyone? We trust our, uh, our teachers to teach our kids and look after them for, what, seven hours a day? And teach them everything? You wouldn't pull your kids out of a maths lesson or, or a history lesson, something they may never use in real life, but you, you want to pull them out of a lesson about their bodies and what they do and how babies are made? Come on, guys, really? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is ah. Three Counties Radio. Maybe I'm being harsh on you. Maybe you don't. Maybe that it's a myth that there are parents that think compulsory sexual education is inappropriate. 08459 455 555. It just seems it's, it's the most important thing that we're going to do. When we are about to talk about child sexual exploitation, well, how do they know they're being exploited? How do they know that their dad's touching them like that? How do they know that uh, someone making a pass at them? How do they know that their boyfriend hitting them is not inappropriate? If they're not, if they're not, they're, they're seeing terrible examples on television, their parents aren't giving it to them, so they need to learn it. The other thing is that it becomes, you know, they start out with boyfriends and then the boyfriend starts to pass them around and they think that that's normal. Yep. Because no-one's telling them otherwise. Exactly. So surely we surely we have to tr- trust our teachers to... Uh, and it will be age-appropriate. You're not going to be showing pornos to five-year-olds, for goodness sake, which is what the Daily Mail would have you believe. It's going to be age-appropriate. Um, uh, it, it, it just seems obvious to me. If you're a parent or a grandparent, have you got a problem with compulsory sexual education? And, I, and if so, why? Because I, I haven't, and I don't understand it. Maybe I'm looking at this from a very uh, rose-tinted perspective. Maybe you, you, you've got a strong argument as to why you think it's inappropriate. Do you know how my grandmother found out about um, the birds and the bees? She had a baby? No. Go on. Um, she got her period and thought she was dying. The fact it's called the birds and the bees. I don't even know what that means, because birds can't have bees, it's bee babies. pollination. Oh, for goodness sakes. Is just that where it comes it. from? Yeah, just tell them as much as is appropriate as they want. Listen to the question and answer the question. Yeah, and you... Uh, you uh, well, I was going to say you know as a parent, but do you know what? You might not know. Because guess what? Some parents are dumb, and some parents are the abusers in these situations. So... This is why you need an outside body, a, a, a third party, to be able to make sure they have a basic understanding. The other argument for this is that they use a technique that they have um, used across the board for years and years and they've honed it down. You're just having a go as a parent, aren't you? Yeah. And doing your best. I don't know all the I don't know all the names of the bits and the pieces, and I don't know you know I, I know what goes where and why. I don't know all the names. And not all parents feel comfortable about talking about stuff like that. Maybe they weird. haven't been raised that way themselves. Which is weird in itself, isn't it? Yeah. And my my boys five and three, and they ask um, they ask questions about bits of their bodies and why they do different things and all of that stuff. And well, you, I you know. I, but it's about listening to what the question is and working out what they really want to know. Yeah. If you're a parent that would struggle to uh, uh, endorse 
um, compulsory sexual education in school. Could you give me a call? 08459 455 555. Because I don't understand why uh, you'd have a problem. Another woman I know, um, was uh, her sex education was being left a leaflet on her bed by her mum. I remember my mum giving me a booklet, like a weird little green book. I, don't, I remember being horribly embarrassed. And this was, I must have been about... 13, 14, horribly embarrassed, way too late. Is it, yeah, I was going to say, is it too late by then? Way too late. You know, I learnt it primarily from idiots telling me rubbish in the playground. Well, that's no way to learn anything, is it? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, or you can send us a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Uh, and it is linked to this. The authorities are still struggling to help children who are either at risk of sexual exploitation or people who are already living with it. That's according to a report published today by the Office of the Children's Commissioner and despite heightened awareness in the wake of the notorious cases in Rotherham and High Wycombe. Well, Dr Graham Ritchie is from the Office of the Children's Commissioner. Good morning, Graham. Good morning. Haven't things moved on much then? Uh, things have moved on in some areas, but not so much in others. Uh, today we are publishing a report that looks at progress made to tackle child sexual exploitation since we concluded our inquiry in the Office of the Children's Commissioner uh, back in November 2013. We found that too many children who are being sexually exploited are still slipping through the net, they're not being identified, um, but progress is being made, uh, particularly in regard to awareness of the issue uh, and the development of local strategies for tackling sexual exploitation, but really there's no room for complacency. Why are some young people, children, still not being identified as, as being at risk of sexual exploitation? Uh, there are a number of reasons for this. I think one of the most important is information sharing between the agencies who have a responsibility for protecting children, such as police forces, local authorities, health services and voluntary sector agencies. Uh, we identified in our inquiry that strong information sharing protocols are really important uh, for improving responses to sexual exploitation. However, our inquiry, um, our report published today finds that just over half of police forces are still experiencing barriers in sharing information with their partners to protect uh, children from sexual exploitation. Wasn't part of the problem with, with Rotherham that the, uh, the attitude of various agencies was, oh, well, these are 14-year-old kids, they're a little bit wild, that's just what they get up to? Yeah, absolutely. The report sent to Rotherham by Alexis J and Louise Casey did highlight some really terrible failings uh, in practice in regard to the protection of children. Uh, there was a culture of denial and there was an attitude that these were adolescents who were a bit wild but uh, it wasn't a major safeguarding concern. I think that that attitude is definitely diminishing across the country. When we were doing our inquiry back in 2011, we found that it was quite widespread. But now, uh, our report published today, we find that 92% of local safeguarding children's boards have a strategy in place for tackling sexual exploitation. If you compare that with 2013, it was only uh, 57%. And are those strategies rigorous enough, do you think, Graham? Uh, many of them are, some of them possibly aren't. The important thing is that those strategies uh, filter down into frontline practice and we know that the 
having policies and procedures in place isn't enough. It needs to, to be sort of reinforced and actually result in changes on the front line. I don't know if you have a breakdown of the areas, but there was uh, in Buckinghamshire there was an alleged child grooming gang. Do we know how well Buckinghamshire are doing? Uh, we don't break down our uh, findings by local authority. We're more concerned with the national picture. Um, so I can't comment on okay. Buckingham in particular. Graham, it's good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Dr Graham Ritchie from the Office of the Children's Commissioner. Well, David Johnston is the Strategic Director for Children's Social Care at Bucks County Council. Uh, David, what do you draw from this report? I've, uh, uh, good morning. I've only read the report very briefly from last night, but it looks like it's uh, building on the progress that the local authorities, police services and other agencies have put in place since the original report a year ago. So what are you you doing to identify children at risk of uh, sexual exploitation? Well, over the last decade, since about 2005, the local authority here had commissioned Bernardo's to set up a scheme called Are You Safe? And that works to give advice and support to young people who might be at risk of child sexual exploitation. We also work closely with the police, health and schools, but there's no need for us to be complacent because we have a great deal more to do. We have been raising awareness through articles in the media and also (coughs) through a a range of different professional seminars and running out um, uh, a a play, uh, Chelsea's Choice, to a range of children across Buckinghamshire, making them aware of it directly, picking up on your earlier point of communicating directly with children to let them know what's right. What about those those kids that are are, are most vulnerable, those children in uh, um, uh, care homes, those children that are perhaps, um, as we heard from from Graham, uh, have slipped through the net? Yeah, children who are in care are, by their own nature, more vulnerable because they have had a tough time before now, and that's why they're in the care of a local authority. But you can see from also from the Rotherham report, the vast majority of children who were abused there were not in care at the time of their abuse, although it may be argued that some further intervention might have been appropriate and brought some of those children into care. Uh, And the alleged grooming in High Wycombe, what lessons have been learned from that? Well, we have to learn from the lessons locally, but also the other lessons nationally. If you look at the report, there are a number of examples of good practice, which the uh, Children's Commissioner's report has drawn out, and we need to make sure that where other people have learned lessons, we also learn those as well. We don't have to wait for our own mistakes. But looking at the behaviours of children and working closely with those who work with them, especially our schools, will help to identify changes in their behaviour like absence from school, running away, etc., which will automatically make children more vulnerable. Hey, if I, were to th- if I lived in High Wycombe or I worked in High Wycombe and I suspected that a child was in danger of being sexually exploited, who am I supposed to go to? Am I supposed to go to my boss, the headmaster of the school, the police? Where's, where would you suggest? I would suggest that you report that to the police and to the local authority because we have a duty to investigate any uh, harm to children, the police obviously for criminal purposes, and us to make sure that children are as safe as possible. David, I appreciate your time this morning. David Johnston, Strategic Director for Children's Social Care. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The A1M northbound has half-hour delays from Junction 4 for Welling Garden City to 7 for Stevenage and it's still closed between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 7 for Stevenage after a serious accident earlier. The A1M southbound also looking very slow with onlookers from Junction 9 for Letchworth to Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and checking the speed sensors on the M25 anti-clockwise. There are queues between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 15 for the M4. It clears a little past Junction 18 for Chorleywood and it's queuing again after that. In Bedford on the A421 Great Barford Bypass. That's closed between the Great Barford Turn and the Black Cat Roundabout in both directions, causing long delays on both approaches. And in Winslow on the B4032, that's been partially blocked by an accident between the A413 and Smithfield End. The police and ambulance are there at the moment. No major reports of any problems on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. 8.16, it's Tuesday the 17th of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Social workers and other people working with children are being accused of failing to do enough to identify victims of sexual exploitation by gangs and groups of men. Ministers are being urged to make sex education compulsory in every state primary and secondary school in England. BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan, nice to see you. <laughs> morning. <laughs> I'm having fun this morning. It's been a good show this morning. Yes. yes it's got some strong stories, so good. that's always great. How are you this morning? Well, I'm all right, thank yeah. you. Yes, I'm struggling on in a cruel world, you <laughs> know. Oh dear, bless you. We saw, we saw a little bit... Uh, we saw the tears of the clown behind the mask. <laughs> really? Yes, did we you? did. Yes, oh, we right. did. And um, w- what a sad state of affairs it was, too. Did you see the picture of my cat this morning? No, mate. Oh, why? Do you like you like cats, don't you? I love cats. Look at this. This will cheat. Is it um, no, got no. legs akimbo? Le- just before I left for work this morning, yeah. my cat, he was lying on the sofa and he looked so squidgy and yeah. comfy. I yeah. thought, I've got to take a photo Beautiful. of the little monkey. So I took a little photo and I put it on uh, on Twitter and on Facebook, so that everyone could shit. Look how squidgy he looks, look. Oh, beautiful. And yet, what you did, how long you had this cat? Uh, he's nine. Nine. You've, you've yeah. had this cat, this faithful friend, for nine years, and what yeah. you've done, basically, <laughs> is stuck your fingers up at him and bought a dog. Shame on you. No, they're getting on a bit better now. <laughs> really? Is there a truce? Well, kind of. He doesn't like the dog, but no, he's no longer not. terrified of OK, well, that's, that's something. He just... Uh, Are they going to get married? What, the dog, the dog and the cat? Yeah, they're going to get married. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? What? Oh, that would be nice, wouldn't it? A nice little wedding ceremony. Between my dog and my cat. Oh, oh God. I you think have, that's a bit you, odd. You could have two-tiered cake. Top tier is cat food, bottom <laughs> tier is made out of dog food. <laughs> the dog would, be, would eat everything. That would be so romantic and nice. Oh. Could I come? Well, if you want to, it's a when bit is it? weird. When is it? When are you what? having it? What, the wedding between my cat and my spring. dog? I would Will say April. non-denominational? Yep, yep, yep. Do you want me to do a reading? Uh, <laughs> I went, I'll be the vicar. I went to a dog christening once. You see? What? We'll my get the puppies christened. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll get the, the uh, what would they call them? Uh, uh, kippies. Puttons. We'll get the puttons christened. That's what they'd have if they had babies. They'd be puttons. Puttons? Puppies and kittens. Oh, this is going to be fantastic. I know exactly what I'm going to wear. A suit and gloves. Uh, Yeah, okay, fine, great. Leave it to us. We'll sort it out. April. I'm thinking second Saturday in April. (laughs) 
black. It's a white cat. Yeah. It's a black dog. I know exactly what they're coming down the aisle to. Yeah. Oh. Ebony and ivory live together in perfect harmony. Side by side on my piano keyboard. Oh Lord, why don't we? So it's all in hand. Excellent stuff. Thank you so much. Well, that's going to be wonderful. Well, Jonathan, thanks for coming in. Oh, wait. Oh, do you want to tell us what's on your show? Do you, do you want to mention that while you're here? Be, you might as well. I was beginning to wonder, am I awake or is this, this is one of those... Great. Second one, Saturday of April. One of those weird dreams where I dream about our two-way and it goes all a little bit a little bit weird. You, you, you give us what's coming up. I'm not really paying attention and I'll tell you what date that is. Oh, what, for the uh, the wedding of my cat and dog? The 11th. The 11th uh, of April. Uh, See you there. OK. I just need your address, so jot that down. Over the <laughs> right, OK. So coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine... Yes, Jonathan. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? The Conservatives say if they're voted into power, they'll make teenagers do community work if they want to claim benefits from the state. David Cameron's announced he wants to get rid of what he calls the well-worn path from the school gate and onto a life on benefits. Under the new plans, those aged 18 to 21 who've not had a job for six months will be barred from claiming benefits unless they do an apprenticeship or community work. Sorry, that's a great... Who said that line about the well-worn path from the school gates to a life on benefits? David Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) You like that, do you? That's made me jealous. That's poetic. These jobs could include making meals for older people. (laughs) Why are you laughing at this? this... (laughs) Working in local parks... Or cleaning war memorials. <laughs> yeah, because elderly people want food cooked by really reluctant teenagers that don't want to be there, don't they? And they'll have to do tasks like this for at least 30 hours a week <laughs> in order to receive their out-of-work benefits. I'm supposed to be sat on the fence on this. Yeah, sounds good. OK, great idea. Well, from nine this morning, I'd like your reaction. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefit? You're laughing. A lot of people are tweeting saying this is a brilliant idea. Roll it out to everyone. I can understand, right? I can, okay, I can sort of understand it. You can't make people work for their benefits because, hey, then guess what? They're not benefits. Can they not work for my grand, please? Yeah, exactly. You imagine you, you got you're, you're a seventeen-year-old. You don't you don't want to do it. You're, you're cooking food for old people. <laughs> Oh, no. That's what they're going to get. Oh. Oh. Well, then I'd I'd take them straight off that task and put them on War Memorial. That's your thinking that... um, That's the same face you pulled when you were trying to imply you thought all window cleaners were VAT registered. What? They're not? (laughs) From nine this morning. From nine this morning. Let me laugh. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? 08459 455 555. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. Do we really need public libraries anymore? Tell us what you think this morning. Get behind your local station and uh, help crack these clues. Let's see who can find the treasure first. But there is a way you can hear it all again. What a show today. We go back to the 70s for our chart rundown. So when did you start making music? Uh, about two years ago, I started recording on my brother's 8-track. bbc.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. 
Radio. You held a service in a vodka bar this week, is that right? The OJ's Extraordinary Girl. Isn't that a terrific sound? Completing the menu today, a lovely cocoa and rhubarb and custard on toast topped with a meringue. I don't want anyone messing with my brain if they don't understand how it works. Last year, the IPCC dropped an investigation into your conduct. Black and minority students must get better results than their white peers in order to get into university. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Edward Adu. What? On BBC Three Counties Radio. Sorry? Tammy! Hello. Hello, Tammy! <laughs> you right, Tammy? I'm good, how are you? I'm all right. My voice, my voice, it sounds a little bit sexy, a little bit husky. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't be terrified. I'll step away. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm on the verge of losing it. I think I've managed to turn the corner. I'm going for a steam. It's cost me an absolute... It cost me eight quid a pop, right? And I'm going for... F- sorry? You could do it at home. Well, I, I do do it at home as well. I do the, the towel over the head with the, the yeah. you know, the, but but there's something about sitting in a, a room in uh, basically my pants with a load of strangers sweating that <laughs> works for me, Timmy, you know what I mean? No, no, I mean, no. You don't know no. what I mean, girl? Never mind. All right, no. girl. What you got for us, Tammy? Uh, sofa bed in Leighton Bosworth. There's a what? A black sofa bed in Leighton Bosworth. A sofa bed? Well, we, that goes without half a sofa and the sofa covered in vomit. This is awesome. How do you know it's a sofa bed? Because I chucked it out. Oh! Tammy, Tammy, Tammy. Where have you chucked it out, Tammy? Leighton Buzzard. But where in Leighton Buzzard? Uh, near Hockliffe Bridge. Did you just... What, just on the street? I can't tell you my address. Te- right, OK, now listen. Now, we're, now listen, if this were absolute radio where I used to work, I'd be giving you the thumbs up and playing a horn and we were dancing around and going and filming ourselves sleeping on it. It's to be picked up. This, really is, picked this up. is the BBC. You have fly-tipped it, Temmy? No, it's in front of my house. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. We're a second there. It's just my notes. It's not Temmy Tippy. (laughs) Catherine, put down the phone. Don't dial that last nine. It turns out (laughs) Temmy is is one of the good ones. We thought for a second, Temmy, you'd fly tipped it. What's wrong with the sofa bed, Temmy? I'm moving houses. Bad, bad memories. So I tell you you the most uncomfortable bed in the world, and boy, weren't they fashionable in the 90s and for students and when you left students. Futons. The futon. So uncomfortable. Oh, it's really convenient. What? A low level sofa that's got no legs that stretches out into a wooden bed that's really uncomfortable. It's basically a bench. It's horrible. Sleep on a bench. Sorry, Tammy, you you, you got pregnant with a futon. What? What it happened? Silly, silly. I said, try sitting in it when you're pregnant. Oh yeah, no, there. Tell me, listen. Thank you for the tip off there. <laughs> tell me, tip off. Futons are horrible. Mm. I mean, re- Chris, you ever sat on a futon? Nah. Okay. What What have you got for us, Chris? Oh blimey, you're, you're a bundle of laughs. What have you got for us? <laughs> I'm wanting to profusely apologise to Davey. Oh, don't apologise to Dave. Hang on, hang on. No, no, you hang on. No, no, hang on, Chris, 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 can you hear me? Is this up right? Button it. Don't apologise to Dave Luton. He's a muppet. Now, hang on. He did have a point. I shouldn't have called him a geezer, but I was given the impression that he was 18 years old. Call him an old fart? But the thing is, 
Gabe, you've got to go with Ian to see Fifty Shades of Grey because you told him you would. Now, I think that you need to get Jonathan involved in this for the cost of your T-shirt back, the cost of the ticket, and I can see you've been scarred by being let down, but he did say on the radio that he would go with you, so I do think legal proceedings are warranted here because Dave has breached his contract with you, Ian. Dave, what do you say to that? Excuse me, Chris. Yes, I Dave. No, I didn't say... You did, I Dave. No, you did, I no. heard you. And the other thing is, I want to know why you have a fear of hormonal women. Oh, no, because I don't like the pictures. I don't like cinemas. You're scared that those women are going to get so carried away that your pants are going to be ripped off, isn't it, Dave? Oh, really? Oh, really? Well, you going as well, Chris. I will if you're going, baby. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but I do apologise for calling you a geezer, Dave. No, no, well, no, it was just... No, it was only a joke, Chris, you know. Um... Oh, well, you did use my name, David, so I, oh, I no, did feel yeah. that I needed to apologise yeah, to you no. because... I think that underneath it all, you're a little devil, and I would love to go and see Fifty Shades of Grey with you. But, but listen, Chris, I didn't say I was going to go because Matt wasn't going to go, and I said I wasn't going to go. No, no, at one stage, Dave, Dave, at one stage you did say you would go, and I'm afraid ah, that is legally ah, binding because ah, it was on the radio, darling, Chris, and so many Chris. people heard it. Chris, but didn't I say you've got to let me know what day you're going? No, you didn't. You said, yeah, no, I don't no. You know, no, because he wasn't stipulating at the time what? when he was asking you. No, and you no. did say yes, and I think, Tiger, you should go. I reckon Jussie's been talking to you. Justin, Justin I've never spoken to Justin. Well, you don't want to. He's a no, riffraff as well. I'd give him a bit of spanking, mate, if I yeah. had to deal with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he'll love that. Tell you now. But, but this is the second time I've spoken to you, David. Is it? Do you not remember the day they put me through to you before? No. Yeah, you thought you were talking to a presenter and I had to explain to you it was over the fact that the British, uh, that Luton Police had spent £23,000 on that um, oh, yeah, EDL yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, remember? yeah, yeah so, I do now, right, darling, I think you should go. No, I really no. do. No, no because I, you're letting I, Ian win. You're letting Ian win. No, right? no. And when you're there, you want a chock eye, oh, you want some popcorn. You Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've just heard that in Milton Keynes on the A421 Standing Way, there's been an accident at the between the Kingston roundabouts and the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford, and that has blocked the road. On the A421 Great Barford Bypass, that's closed between the Great Barford Turn and the Black Cat Roundabout, so that's causing queues in both approaches because of an accident earlier. And in Winslow on the B4032, that's closed between the A413 and Station Road because of an accident. The A1M northbound is still closed between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 7 for Stevenage, with half 
half hour delays from Junction 4 for Hartford and it's very slow southbound past that stretch from Junction 9 for Letchworth to Junction 6 for Welling Garden City. Also having a look at the M25 clockwise, there are queues between Junction 23 for the A1M and 24 for Potter's Bar. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight with the headlines, I'm Barry Caffrey. Social workers and other people working with children are being accused of failing to do enough to identify victims of sexual exploitation by groups of men and gangs. The Office of the Children's Commissioner has found that despite heightened awareness of the dangers following high-profile cases, vastly different rates of child sexual exploitation have been reported in different parts of England. A recruitment drive to get hundreds more paramedics has been launched by the East of England Ambulance Service. It's already recruited more than 400 new student paramedics. Now they're hoping to get another 400 and want applicants from Hertfordshire in particular. Thousands of unemployed young people would have to do community work from the first day of their benefit claims if a Conservative government is elected in May. The plan, to be unveiled by David Cameron this morning, goes further than the Tories' existing proposal under which young claimants must begin community work after six months on benefits. And a committee of MPs says a new government agency set up to fight serious and organised crime has to recover more money from criminals. The Home Affairs Committee said the performance of the National Crime Agency was not up to its expectations and had to justify its budget. And the weather forecast, a cold and sunny start for most places. It'll be a generally mild day today with highs of 8 Celsius. That's 46 in Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. MK Dons are waiting to see whether goalkeeper David Martin will be fit for tonight's League One match at Colchester. New loan signing George Williams will be in the squad after signing until the end of the season from Fulham last night. He left the Dons as an academy player three years ago. Manager Carl Robinson says Williams is a special talent. This kid has gone on to great things um, and he's just found himself sub at the moment for Fulham. And they want us to, to come here and relight the fire paper. When I, told, when I phoned him yesterday to, to, to finalise the deal, he was just as excited as me. Luton Town are without both centre halves through suspension tonight as they head to Mansfield in League Two. Steve McNulty and Luke Wilkinson miss out, as does new loan signing Cameron McGeehan, who's also banned. It means Matt Robinson is set to keep his place, and manager John Still was pleased with him at the weekend. The midfield area for us has been very, very good. Smith and Dole have been terrific this season and uh, people have had to wait their turn. But, you know, Matthew come in, I thought he'd done very well. Uh, going down to 10 men probably didn't help him, if I'm being honest. Um, but it'll be, it'll be all the better for the game. Manchester United came from behind to beat League One Preston 3-1 at Deepdale in the FA Cup fifth round. United manager Louis van Gaal was pleased with what he considered a solid defensive performance. We don't give anything away. It's always difficult uh, in such games, uh, especially the long balls and the fights between the central defenders and, and Davis. And uh, It's always difficult, but we don't give anything away. One chance, I believe, in the first half. Tonight, Chelsea are away to Paris Saint-Germain in the first leg of their Champions League last 16 tie. 
The countdown to the £1 million Grand National at Aintree on April 11th gets underway today, with the unveiling of the weights that the 98 horses entered have been allotted. The entries include last year's winner, Pino de Rey, and current race favourite, Shut the Front Door, the expected mount of soon-to-retire champion jockey, A.P. McCoy. Those are the sports headlines. I'm back with a full news bulletin at nine o'clock. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Gareth Lloyd. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Obviously, uh, um, it's not unusual rip-off. Recognise the voice? Yes. Dealey, you got it? No, I haven't, actually. Who is this? (laughs) What do you reckon to it? You're playing with my mind. What do you reckon? I know who this is. Yeah, you're right. What do you reckon, Just? Oh, is it somebody? Is it Andy Williams? No. Oh, he'd be pleased with that. It's someone you know, Just. I don't want to ever there you go. That was it. He virtually said his name then. Come on, there we come go. On, I missed that bit. Who do we know? I mean, that sounded just like him. I love today. We know that's got a disco ball and isn't afraid to show it. No. Yeah. The big T dog. It's the big T dog, Tony Blackburn. This is great, isn't it? Let's have the rest of this. I want to live today. I want to Here today, here today, gone tomorrow. Good girl, who's my girl? Gotta love you every day. Yes, every single day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need all of you. I don't want to ever part. Must be For tomorrow, that's right. I want to live today. Come on, Justin. Oh, that is actually a good record, isn't it? I'm going to play that this weekend. That Tony, a- you have rocked my world again, that unexpectedly. Is I genuinely, right, that is a brilliant song. I know. It's incredible to I say that. I love it. it is. So we need to get we need to get Blackburn to uh, to do some kind of concert or something. Can we do a remix? I mean, <laughs> a rap in, seriously, all you need to do is do that again, a rap in the middle. Yeah. 
It's for the 50s. How could anybody... I don't know Tony released a load of records in the 60s. I don't know if he had any hits. I know he did I know he did a monkey's cover. He did loads of... Six, how could anyone not like that? Matt, that was great, wasn't it? That was absolute rubbish. Excuse me? <laughs> that, was like a, that was like a reunion of the monkeys. Oh, for goodness. Well, yeah, a great and wonderful and you bit were of... the lead singer. Oh, Matt. I'm sorry, Ian. You are getting worse, mate. What do you mean I'm getting worse? Your voice is getting worse. What? And you're, you're... Do you know what's getting worse? This morning, Matthew, do you know what's getting worse? And you're having a go at Dave again. Yeah. I wish you wouldn't have a go at Dave. I'll have a go at you now. You know what's getting worse? What? Your attitude. <laughs> your sti- I love it. Your, yeah, I love it. Man. I know you do, I've mate. Got, I've got out of bed to have a go at you. Listen, Matt, that. your time on this earth is limited. Why My waste it being so miserable? To give you a load of jib. Oh, flipping heck. I love it. Man. I love it. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Matt. Tell her, babe. Yeah, believe. Did he just call you babe? I, I think he did call me babe. Yeah. It's getting extra cheeky, isn't he? Isn't he just? This is the thing with the old, the elderly. Right, this is the thing, right? Mm. Old people think because they've lived so long, they have, have an entitlement to be rude, Hang and on. because they haven't got much longer left, they've got an entitlement to be rude. Is Matt a war hero? Don't Matt. He's gone. Good. No, I don't think he is. is no, it? of course he's not. Carry he, on, then. he was a country. Now, I listen, old people. Don't come on here and be rude. You've got no. You'll get treated exactly the same as a rude young person. Let me go to a young person, Dennis. Good morning. <laughs> you stink. Hey. There you go. You see, get everyone gets treated the same on my show. Just. Yeah, that's true. Let me go to Tim. Morning, Tim. Morning. What you got for us, fella? Uh, lampshade. <laughs> oh, you made me laugh. Where, where is it? Is there a lamp, or is it just pure lampshade? No, it's just pure lampshade. Where is this, Tim? I need to go and get it. It's, it's on the central reservation between Junction Nine and Junction Eight. Yep. Just after the red tinsel. Yeah. What? Um, there's red tinsel. This is on the A1, eliminate, yeah. Let's not eliminate this the is red on tinsel. On the A1. Yep. Um, and I've just seen the second part of a pair of green croc shoes. OK. They're about, a mi- they're about a mile apart. OK, we're not interested in clothing. That's... We're going to... We are... Especially crocs. No, exactly. We're going to clothe a man and clothe a woman. That's next week's show, Tim. This week, we... Do you need... Do you need a recycling bin? I've seen one of those as well. Yeah, of course we do. Otherwise, how else... Where, where's the recycling bin? Uh, that's also um, on the slip road just before Bulldog. Oh, this this turns out this is the this is the place to go. It is definitely. What? There's also a yellow bucket as well on the central <laughs> oh, road. Yellow bucket, excellent. Yellow bucket and a recycling bin. Yeah. This is what what generous people they are there. There's there's loads. It's unbelievable. You filled my hour. It's been fantastic. <laughs> Tim, I, well, I'm glad. Hey, this is a fun game. You can you can play at home, kids, or in your car. Ideally, actually, you can't play at home at all. This is a game you cannot play at home. You can only play in the you car. Live in Steptoe's yard. No? Yes, uh, d- just spotting the, the all the rubbish that's been done there. Somebody just walked past yeah, you. Oh, I, I think I recognise that shadow. We've got a tweet here from Davy, who's found yeah. a shower tray. Not the shower, but just the tray. A shower tray. We can use the bucket. I'm, yeah. get, I'm getting a little bit nervous because oh, I just. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That one. Hey! That one. Come in, boss. So it's the tea dog, isn't it? It's the tea yes. dog. We're getting a little bit of TB this morning. <laughs> Tony Blackbird, sit Good down. Morning. Good morning, boss. What's lovely to see you. Nice to see you. You're right. What's this about putting a putting a concert on? We need you. you yeah. Listen, everyone knows you do the radio. You've done the radio for years, but a lot of people don't know that you recorded loads of records in the '60s. Oh yeah. And we just played here today, gone tomorrow. 
Great song. It's, a, it's genuinely... Yeah, great song. song. You also did a cover version of the Monkey song, Someday Man, which I've got. Have I done that? You, yes, you I have. don't remember that one. It popped up. It popped up. <laughs> we need to get, like, a little TV well, concert going. Well, what I can do uh, next time I'm here in a, a couple of weeks' time, I can bring... I've got an album of all these singles that I've made. Oy. And you could have a whole morning of it. Do you know what? I would genuinely love that. I would genuinely love that. We've got them all. Do you remember this one? Hang on. Hang on a minute. Put your headphones yep. on. Are those ones working? Yep. Here we go. Oh, yeah. This is good. It's not one of my greatest. I believe in magic Cause I know that magic puts stardust in your eyes This is a great... Honestly, well, these are kind of great 60s pop songs. Well, they are. They are. Uh, they were actually, I'll be absolutely honest with you, they were all ahead of their time. <laughs> if they'd been... Uh, <laughs> They're still ahead of their time. Hang on. Don't get off that train. Now, this oh, is, this was this the was one. The hit. This was the big one. No, wasn't it? But don't get off that train. Woo! It's where she broke my heart. This is what you pay. Now, this is the bit that's good. This is the catchy bit. Um, I can't get up there anymore. <laughs> He's talking about this bit, this time. The train is gonna stop. Boom, 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 boom. Hey! <laughs> did, you ever ha did you ever have any hits? Were they hits? Yes. No, So Much Love was a hit. Yep. And uh, there was another one. I can't remember what it was called. That got i tell you what happened with So Much Love. And yep. my, my singing career was doomed from the word go, to be absolutely honest with you, because <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing at. This was very sad. Now, I'll tell you, this isn't absolutely true. Yeah. I released this song when I was opening up Radio 1. Yeah. All right, I had all that publicity. I opened up, uh, I had this song, So Much Love. It went in the top 10 or the top, no, it went in the top 30. I'm exaggerating. The top 30, the first week... Not quite as impressive as the top no, 10. No, no. But it was the first week. It went in the top 30. Yeah. And then the pressing plant went on strike. Oh. And nobody could get it. We're nobody not could pressing get the this rubbish. Ex well, it wasn't no. quite like that. Oh, how no. frustrating. So you could have... You were... Yeah. You could have been a pop oh, star. Big, big star, yeah. Bit, well, I mean, big sex symbol. And, and pop star at the same time, yeah. Well, you're still the sex symbol. Well, exactly, yes. But, I mean, uh, it, probably it's time for me to go back in the studios. Uh, honestly, because I... Cause I, I I, I genuinely, we found a load of your songs on the computer. And we played yeah. them. We, we play them every now and then. I genuinely think they're brilliant. My tongue is not well, even in my cheek. <laughs> Honestly, here today, gone tomorrow. I mean, it's it's, it's a not unusual rip off. But it's, it's a classic. Yeah. Can we stay? Chop Chop, of course, is the one that everybody remembers, but it's not one of my best work. Chop Chop. Yeah. Chop Chop Chop. Have you heard that one? No, I don't know that you one. You've got Chop Chop no, Chop. No, we haven't got Chop Chop Chop. You must have Chop Chop Chop. Chop Chop Chop. Why don't you sing it to us? Timber, Timber, Chop Chop Chop. Ba -ba -bum 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 -bum. I can't remember the words. Chop Chop Chop. But then it goes Timber, Timber. The 60s were nuts, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah. They were absolutely yeah, they were insane. Great. Yeah. And I turned out all these songs, you know, but I couldn't get the DJs to play them. You know, this was the problem yeah. I had Rivalry. at Radio 1. They would, well, bribery was uh, available there. Paola was back in the day, wasn't it? Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> no, I was never offered anything like that. Oh, really? Yeah, probably best we don't talk about that. Because, Tone, well, listen, yeah. one day, can we get you in for like a proper chat and, yeah, have, and have a proper geeky radio 60s, 70s chat? Well, you know, I get here about 6.30 anyway. You know, okay, well, so, listen, next yeah, time, seriously, next time you're in, yeah. if you're up for it, come and sit in the studio because I would love, right. you'd like that, wouldn't you, Just? Oh, absolutely, legend, fact, I'd love to. We'll get that. you on the line as well, and we'll have a proper geeky 60s, 70s... I think it'd be better just with me. <laughs> oh, shall we go? <laughs> I was going to say as well, Chop, Chop, Chop is a song, you know, lyrically, that yeah. 
that a lot of people can relate to, Tony. Well, it, it has a hidden meaning to it, of course. Mm. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a great song. Uh, oh, you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that one. If you walk down through the woods today, oh, don't believe your eyes. This is a bit creepy. Stark. No, it's all right. Cabin on the Great Whale River underneath. There's a bit you can join in on again in a minute. It's a man called Woodrow all alone. You can hear the woodchops cry. He swings Here his he goes. all day and chops the trees away. Here we go, all together. Chop, chop, chop. You can hear it sing. Chop, chop, chop. As his axe is swing. Chop, chop, chop. Chop, chop, chop. Tony, we will get you in in a couple of weeks. You're such a nice bloke. Thank you, boss. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are lots of problems on the motorways. The A1M northbound is still closed between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 7 for Stevenage with queues from Junction 4 for Hartford. It's also slow past that stretch southbound. The M11 northbound is partially blocked just before Junction 8 for Bishop Storford. And having a look at the uh, A4, uh, sorry, the A421 standing way at Milton Keynes, that is still blocked between uh, the Kingston roundabouts and the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford. On the A421 Great Barford bypass, that is closed between the Great Barford turn and the Black Cat roundabout. It's causing queues on the approach in both directions. In Winslow, the B4032 is closed because of an accident between Winslow and Swanbourne. And in Chesondon, the A10 southbound, there's reports now of an accident at the New River Trading Estate. And between that and Theobald's Lane, Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha, thank you. The, the, the geeky fanboy in me, I thought. Hey, Tony Black. Hey. Every office should have a Tony Blackburn. He's the nicest person in the world. And genuinely, every time he, he speaks to me, I'm still really starstruck. I don't get starstruck about very many people. But it's Tony flipping Blackburn. We'll do that in two weeks' time. We'll have him in for half an hour. We'll have him in for half an hour and just have a really geek... Every office does have a Tony Blackburn. He works at, like, 70. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's let's get him in. Two weeks comes in for at least half an hour, and we'll take phone calls and we'll have a proper geeky chat. Because no one ever interviews him. No. They always you, apart from when someone dies. Well, well, yeah, exactly. He talks about dead pop stars and rock stars, and that's it. No one, and I would love to. We'll sort that out. That's actually going to happen. Thank you, Tony. Right, it's eight forty-seven. It is uh, Tuesday. The uh, where are we now? The seventeenth of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Social workers and other people working with children are being accused of failing to do enough to identify victims of sexual exploitation by gangs and groups of men. And ministers are being urged to make sex education compulsory in every state primary and secondary school in England. Beds, hearts, and bucks. Weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a chilly start, still one or two patches of frost out there this morning, but the sun is up and it's beautiful. A glorious day across all three counties. We've got blue sky and sunshine and barely any cloud at all. The wind is light and it's going to feel pleasant. Maximum temperature, 8 Celsius. Now, once the sun sets, it's going to get cold very quickly, looking at an early frost overnight tonight, but gradually the wind's going to pick up post-midnight and also some cloud moving in from the northwest, and that could actually help to make the temperature rise as we head through to dawn tomorrow morning. Another dry day tomorrow. They're more in the way of cloud and a bit more of a breeze, but we'll still get some sunny spells. Maximum temperature, 9 Celsius. But Thursday, Friday, turning progressively wet and windy. That's your forecast. If you walk down through the woods today, you won't believe your eyes. In an old log cabin on the Great Whale River underneath the rolling skies lives a man called Woodrow all alone. You can hear the woodchops cry. 
He swings his axe all day and chops the trees away. Chop, chop, you can hear it sing. Chop, chop, chop as his axe is swinging. Chop, chop, chop through the woods it's ringing. Forces that can't control who decides on defence policy. Oh, you expect to do all of these adult things, so why can't you vote as an adult as well? 16-year-olds seem to understand politics, but should they have a say in the future of the country? At the age of 16, you're mature, you're making adult decisions, and there's so much else to it in life. On Friday, I'll be joined by two 16-year-olds to debate whether they think the voting age should be lowered. Yes, I would vote if the age is lowered, as I feel it is important to take part in democracy that could lead to large changes within the country. We'll hear both sides of the argument, and hopefully come to a conclusion. You don't wake up suddenly at the age of 18 and understand the government, understand political parties, understand the world. Listen to it all and have your say. Friday morning from 9, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hear it sing, chop, 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 as his axe is swinging. Chop, 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 through the woods it's ringing. Timber! Timber! <laughs> chop, 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 give it all you can. Chop, 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 sang a woodchop man. Chop, 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 through the woods it rang. Timber! Timber! <laughs> yeah, getting funky now. <laughs> oh, dirty. Wiki, 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 wow, wow. Bow, 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 bow. Bow, 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 bow. Chop, 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 you can hear him sing. Chop, 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 there's his accent. What's this song about? Chop, chop, chop. Quite a camp lumberjack. Timber! <laughs> it's got a hidden meaning. Timber! When he's talking about his axe. Mm. No, let's not. Yeah. So, actually, neatly, hey, genuinely, how cool would that be? Tony Blackburn, two weeks, comes in for half an hour, takes phone calls, and we have a proper geeky oh. radio interview with the people he's met, Justin. Yeah. The people yep. he's met, we can't even begin to dream of meeting. Well, you know what? He's just an absolute legend. He is somebody who just genuinely, absolutely loves what he does. Yeah. That's why he works on 75 different radio stations. No, that's not. That's because he's, he's financially... Um, oh, no, he's, 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 you know, he's worked with, with the Beatles, with yeah. Kenny Everett, yeah, right. with, 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 you know, legends. He is a man who's got an aura. When you are around Tony Blackburn, he can't really describe it. When you're around him, he just kind of lifts you. Doesn't he? Forget, forget. And listen, I know JBS is doing some great work getting Anne Main and uh, Garrett, Gavin Shucker in. Tony Blackburn. Tony Blackburn mm-hmm. is coming in. It's going to be awesome. Now, Justin. Yes, boss. There's a story in the papers um, about if you want to uh, impress a woman on a first date, then shut up <laughs> and let her do the talking. <laughs> I can't believe that. Hey, boss, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give all men some advice right now <laughs> across beds, hearts, and bucks. Are you ready for this? Ignore the advice, man. No, no, seriously. This is great advice. 
advice. This is advice. This is advice, by the way, coming from a man yeah. who kicked a hot girl out of his flat because she laughed at the way he'd arranged his CD. So yeah, just bear that so. in mind. Yeah, rightly so. Come on, you did the same, surely, wouldn't you? If somebody came round to your Depends house, how hot she was. Oh, all the monkeys. Oh, you got them in alphabetical order. You'd say, right, get your bag, get out. Depends how hot she was. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, my advice is on a first date, and lots of people, of course, now going on the internet finding first dates. Go to the cinema. Go oh, to the cinema. No, 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 no. Yes, no. yes you worst, know it's right. No, mate, it's the worst no. first date you can do. It's a cop-out. No, it's, it's not. It is a cop-out, because you're not engaging in conversation. You do that when you're 16, 17, 18, and you haven't got enough uh, worldly skills to talk to a woman. It's a cop-out first date. Mm. You're not anyway, having boss, conversation, I'm mate. Here, so I'm going to get straight into the piece. Such I've been out this club. morning, onto the streets. I've been asking men uh, about first dates, getting advice from them, and also, do they believe in the experts? It got a bit fruity halfway through, which I think you might enjoy. Uh, take a listen to this uh, package. I want to get the uh, man's perspective here. Experts are saying on a first date, it's better for us men not to say too much. Well, it's equal do, do you agree? It's equal rights. Equal rights. Yeah, anybody can say anything. You go, if I was married to a woman, I'd say, you enjoy yourself and I'll enjoy myself. Till you get married and have kids and one's got to look after the kids and one's got to go to work. So when you go on a date then, 50-50, equal rights? Yeah, equal rights. What's your advice, boss, to, to anybody going on a, on a first date, from, from a man's point of view? Do your background research. That's what I'd advise, so there's no surprises. Take yourself back to your first date with your wife. What was it like? Horrible. I was a bit ill. You were ill, but you still turned up? Still turned up. I didn't want to let her down, on the first date especially. So after that first date nightmare, did you think that was it then? Uh, not really. It could only get better. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> you are married. Uh, the experts are saying it's best for us men not to say too much on the first date. Do you go along with that? Yeah, definitely. You don't want to ruin everything straight away and say too much, give too much away, too much of the game away. What was your first date like with your, your now wife? Well, we knew each other for about... Uh, Ten years before, yeah, and so right. it was quite so the conversation was quite easy. Yeah, it's quite easy, but it must be daunting for people who are on first dates. Half the time, people meet in pubs where you get a bit of uh, confidence because of the drink. And then it all goes wrong. <laughs> and it all goes wrong the next day. <laughs> Brilliant advice. Thank you. Don't go to the pub. Cheers. Right. See you later. Um, we're asking about. For... Asking you a question, mate. Off. I don't want to be annoyed. Oh, well. Okay. Thanks for your time, sir. I have to get out of it. I'll knock you out. Let's get the Latvian perspective, <laughs> sir. On a first date, experts are saying it's better for, for men not to say a lot. Is that what Latvians do as well? No. <laughs> you don't agree? No. <laughs> Great Latvian perspective. Cheers, guys. And I, I can report that we can't go to Justin. He's disappeared. I hope that fella didn't um, carry... Well, it's part of me hopes he carried out his threat. To knock him out. To knock him out. But the majority of me really hopes he didn't carry out that threat to... Uh, we don't condone violence on this show. We're a peaceful, loving show. Just so you against Justin. Not, just... Well, I mean, that's... You would have to question it, wouldn't you? But just, yes. Just say no thanks. Just, just say, say not today, thanks. Although he can be quite persuasive. Have we got any texters? Yeah, they're mostly silly. Do you want them? Oh, come on, guys. This is not a silly show. This is a gr- Go on. I've never been on a date. Well, someone has... <laughs> she hasn't. What? I'll take you on a date if you want. Would you? Yeah. Give us some texts, please. Come on. Helen in Dunstable. Morning, Helen. She sees a flaw in our plan for the wedding of the year. Oh, this is uh, Jonathan Vernon Smith's uh, Lady Dog and Man Cat. Jonathan, we're going to have to reschedule. I hope you've not booked anyone yet. Why? What's happening? JVS's cat and dog wedding is going to conflict with the Grand National on April the 11th. Oh, yeah. Helen in Dunstable. Well, no, no, we can put saddles on them and ride them around the garden. 
Fair enough. <laughs> Plus, I had my wedding on the day of the quarterfinal. England were playing yeah. like Germany. Or no, something. it's fine. We'll have a little oh, black and radio. we'll have a little it's black fine. and white TV, and people can watch it in the corner. No, it's yeah. still go- it's still going ahead. I just need him to give me his address. Well, He's very reluctant Matthew to do Hanslope that. Matthew thinks there's a problem. Are you? I think yeah. the age difference between the dog and the cat will mean it will never work. Oh, Matthew. No. Where's the romance? But ah, but no, but she. But remember, the dog is in dog years. Um, Once you factor the dog years in, perfect. They, they match perfectly. I've yeah. done, we've done all this. And dogs this. are more mature. Yeah. No, cats are more mature. Yeah. One of them is more mature. So that means one is less. So that works. Exactly. Exactly. Anything else? Because I've got one way to end the show. Taking me out on a date. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A421 Great Barford Bypass is still closed in both directions between the Great Barford Turn and the Black Cat Roundabout. It's causing northbound queues from on St. Neot Road's from St. Neots Road from Goldington Road and southbound queues from uh, from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout. In Milton Keynes, the A421 Standing Way is closed eastbound between the Kingston Roundabout and the M1 Junction 13 for Bedford. In Winslow, Winslow Road's been closed because of an accident between the A413 at Winslow and Station Road in Swanbourne. And in Chesanton, the A10 southbound, there's reports of an accident between Great Cambridge Road and Theobald's Lane, making things slow. On the motorways, the A1M northbound is still closed closed with 30 minute delays from junction 4 for Hartford towards junction 7 for Stevenage. The closures between junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 7 for Stevenage and the M11 northbound's partially blocked between junction 8 for Bishop Stortford. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you Sammy, thank you Kelly, Justin, Catherine, thank you Tony Blackburn, always open door to you boss. JVS is up next until tomorrow at 6 from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? The Conservatives say, if 